when they'll goddamn. Welcome to Goddamn Episode 4. We're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 4, a.k.a. titled The Spoils of War. I have with me the senior Game of Thrones correspondent, Mike Rakoff. Whoop, whoop. And as always, Maddie. Oh, hello. And Stefan. Hola. <laughs> so we're going to go right the fuck into it and start off again with the Maddie format. What are your uh, general thoughts in one or two sentences? Go ahead, Mike. Holy fucking shit. That was awesome. <laughs> Is that it? That's all I got. Okay, cool. Going to Maddie. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stefan. Very enjoyable. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, my thoughts also, I, I think it'd be summed up. I sent it to, I think, Raycoff first, and then to the Superhouse... Uh, Facebook message I just said god damn with fucking like 18 exclamation points I couldn't believe what I fucking just seen so more than two sentences but there we go so um, good. <laughs> and then getting right to it we're gonna go right into uh, the beat by beat part of the episode so um, starting right off the uh, episode starts off with uh, the notes that Rakeoff wrote have you wrote getting paid Jamie and Braun bitch about money yep <laughs> Uh, and then they're stealing the harvest from local farms. So here, this is uh, sort of like the driest part of the episode, would you say? Yeah, it's, they sort of like lead us in sort of uh, as they're wrapping up in everything in High Garden and a little bit of politics, I guess you would say, right. are sort of playing out. And, um, and, and also, like, it was kind of cool, I guess, like, even though it was dry, it was nice to see Bron finally call out Jamie. It's like, dude, you are so fucking rich. Right. And you are so fucking miserable. Like, right. what the hell is the problem? Right. You know, uh, so that was cool. And it was cool to see him sort of how how war worked. It's like you pay out your commanders with bags of gold, you know, not direct deposit. Like, you're like, here, right. take, take yeah, this. Exactly. That's yours. Exactly. Good job, everybody. Right. <laughs> um. Maddie See you back Stephen. at the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got anything um, to say about this particular point here? I, I um, like the... yeah. oh, go, go ahead, ahead Stefan. You go ahead. Oh, I just I, it was it's it's cool to see Braun come back. It's the first episode of this season that he's back, right? Correct? Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, about that. So he's one of my favorite characters, and I like how the the well, I'll get into more of that of what I was just going to say later, but. Um, this particular thing, like uh, him bitching about not having a castle. And I was like, what about that one? What about that one? And he's just like, hold on. You know, once we were secure enough in our confidence of ruling Westeros, you can have a pick of any castle. I want a castle. I understand his frustration. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with the upkeep myself. I mean, that's why you hire people. I mean, Bron at this point is making fucking bank, man. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. And without um, the about slavers what are you gonna do oh, yeah. well, he does have I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking show when he's like the queen says you have no honor and then he's like you're right he did yeah pointing to the guy that died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's one of the, that's one of my favorite moments in this whole fucking show 
Okay, I guess we can move on from that. Maddie? Oh, I, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, 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 okay. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I love Brown in this because you can kind of tell his frustration with the Lannisters at this point because re-watching the series, it's like he's gone from like Tyrion to Jamie, and it's kind of like that little beef, this little squirmish they have is kind of nice because Brown's just kind of like, if you pay me, but they've also promised him a lot of shit at this point, and he's still fighting. You know, he's still doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked his frustration a little bit. And I'm wondering, you know, um, where his character might go in the last season. Like, is he going to stay with the Lannisters or will he switch sides? Depending on who can give him the most money or things that he wants, you know. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conversation. I really thought like this episode, we I was going to see Braun like turn. Like, I thought he was going to see, like, Tyrion sitting next to Daenerys and see the dragon and be like, wow, I'm on the loose inside, boys. See ya, <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, he's a survivor. This is what he does. You know, he survives, you know? So, I don't know. I, I was really interested to see what would happen with his character this episode. And, I mean, we ultimately know what happened. But, you know, there's still a couple episodes left. I hope we get some more Bronn. I've always liked his character since he showed up. Absolutely. Um, and I've always rooted for him. And, like, I kind of hate him, but I like him, too. Just because he's like, he's no bullshit like everyone else. He's just like, this is who I am. I'm a murderer and you can pay me money and I'll murder anyone for you. <laughs> and I don't think he has ever once strayed from that character line, you know? Yeah. Like just when you're like, oh, Bron's a good guy. He's like, nah, I'm going to do some fucked up shit. And you're like, ah, that's Bron. That's a Bron. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was good. I like the little uh, easy intro because as we get in later in the episode, things get real fucking intense. So bring us in slow. Little I four, think that he would little leave. Four play, little sweet talk. It would be an interesting scene, like him and him and Daenerys, who Daenerys is really she's built off of inspiration and loyalty. Yeah, you know all the reasons that Bronn doesn't fight for. Oh right, right, right. You know, like all her people love her. Right, and like it would just be interesting, interesting to see her, whether she would accept Bronn and then Bronn just like lay it out the way Maddie kind of just said. You know, right, is who I am. You know, she'd probably figure out a use for him. I don't know if she'd like him. Like Tyrion, he's had history with Tyrion as well, but yeah. I, I could definitely see him switching sides for for more money. He's kind of like a Boba Fett in that way. He just he's a bounty hunter, man. He just he'll whoever has whoever's paying the most. Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, you also got to think like he he's also a survivor. Like he's gonna go to whatever side he thinks winning. You right. know, like if the Lannisters start failing, like they're winning, right? Like I mean, besides this episode, everyone's like Lannisters. Yep, they got it. It's in the bag, you know, because <laughs> all this shit started happening. But it's like, I mean, as we see at the end of this episode, that would probably change my opinion about a lot of the way things are going to go. You know, I mean, a lady's got motherfucking dragons, yo. Dragons. <laughs> you can't ignore that shit. You can't. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, d- I'm done. That's all I got to say. I just like that. I like Braun. I'm glad he's back in it. I'm glad they just didn't kind of ride him out or like try to kill him off easily or something, you know, so. I'm interested to see where he goes. And they've set him up as a character that doesn't give a shit about honor anyway. It's just about he's a pra- he's pragmatic as fuck. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see a character switch. You know, either like full on evil or full on good. Like, you know, because he's been the same consistent character throughout. Like, do you think you would change at that point, or is he just too old and too stuck in his ways? Like, oh no, either way, I'm a fan of Bron, so he can do no wrong in my book. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So going on to the next uh, point here, um, <laughs> Rakoff has written shit rich people talk about. Cersei and the Iron Bank representative discuss details of their agreement. 
what exactly was it? Were the uh, this was they the, were here, happened here? They were sort of just going over like reaffirming things. They were talking about like interest rates at one point, like how also sort of how dry. the bank is going to miss her interest rates. It's just such yeah, it was such a rich thing. But um, uh, basically, it was all just like confirmation of uh when they walked out onto the map. Uh huh. Just confirmation that you do have a lot of enemies and we won't support them as yeah. long as you deliver the gold you promised. Uh -huh. That was basically the the reason for the scene. Okay. It's just it's interesting to me that I know this is medieval times, this is Game of Thrones we're talking about, but like that bank, they don't give a fuck if it's stolen or not. They just want that fucking gold. Oh, totally. Yeah. That, like I think that says something about the bank that they're dealing with. But then again, probably all the fucking banks are like that, I guess. I mean, we're talking about a fantasy land, but even real medieval fucking banks, they, or even the day, who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Like, they'll <laughs> just take it. They want, they want order, too. They want to make sure that whoever's in power is paying them and ensuring that they will pay them. They like to have those relationships with whoever's in, in charge, and they certainly don't know Daenerys. Right. And I'm not sure that Daenerys is the type of person that will have a good relationship with a bank. Right. You know, so it's that's sort of cool to see the politics of all that. Yeah, I like how the dude seemed to hold his power so confidently over Cersei uh, right. when talking about how it's like it's just about the arithmetic. I like I'm a like I'm a I go by the the calculation of it all and everything and that's the defining factor. So anything else so he's like like you know, like most char characters would be cowering in her presence or whatever. He was just like, nope, this is just how it is. And it's like, damn, like who, the, who really rules the roost, you know? It's awesome. <laughs> right. He, he, yeah, he, he knows he's in a position of power even over this queen because he's got, he's representative for all the money. Yeah. Maddie, you got anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I like that scene a lot. It's kind of like you were kind of saying, Andrew, about like the reminiscence of like the way banks work today. And like, I think like big business or like, you know, like they, uh, I think spark companies like invest in themselves. Like they don't build new places or take over new territories until they have the money to do it out of pocket. And it's like when you get in with like lenders and shit like that, and if you can't find the money to pay it back, like, is that going to lead to more trouble down the line? Like, yeah, the Lannisters paid it back this time because they had to take over you know, a house, a castle to get this money to pay them back. But are they going to be able to do it to the time after that? The time after that, like they say, wars are expensive, you know? Um, and I think the thing about uh, Danny is, is she's great because it doesn't really, she doesn't owe anybody. She doesn't owe anybody anything. She's doing this on her own through her own terms, which I think is great. And what you should do is like a leader, you should never be in debt to people when starting your like business. I mean, yeah, you need loans to get shit started sometimes, but I think the more you can pay like out of pocket, the better your business or whatever you're going into will be. So I'm, I'm interested from this banking standpoint and like having this guy come in because I mean, at this point they didn't even have to show us this because the episodes are moving so fast. So this is going to be important. I think like in the last season, you know, like maybe funds run out, maybe the iron bank won't bank, uh, back them anymore. Maybe they decide to do something, you know, like, it's very interesting to see like where this could end up for the Lannisters since they're very much based in like money and they always pay their debts and stuff. And that means, I mean, if that's your fucking motto for your life, it's I mean like you probably owe a fucking thing. I mean, you paying back people all the time, dude, you know? So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I really like it. And just from like the little bit of business I do know about, um, I, I think it's very interesting. And I like that they've kind of added this little aspect to it. 
Um, but it also worries me because I feel like there's so much to do and there's so very little episodes. And is there enough time? I mean, I trust the writers, but I don't know. I just don't feel like there is. I need like five more seasons after this. Come on, guys. Seriously. Give us what we want. <laughs> is is How far back does it go as far as in the backstory, as, as far as the, the, the Lannisters always pay their debts? Is that something that's like way far back in the Lannister line? Or did fucking... I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's just as common to Lannisters as, uh, you know, winter is coming to the Starks. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's just their way of life, paying off debt and, you know, inquiring debt. Right. You know, it's going to catch up to you at some point. Versus, right. Versus the North, who just prepares for winter. Like, that's their way of life. Right. So, yeah, I would say it probably goes back as far as it can. Okay. Definitely how they, they built their. Like pre Mad King and all that shit. Probably old in this. In yeah, I'm the, sure. In the, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's like a historical saying for the Lannisters. Okay, come on, Martin. Where's that book at? Where we figure out where the the uh, their uh, little uh, sayings come from? <laughs> like, I want to know that story. The Silmarillion. Fucking pay their debts. <laughs> yeah. Of Game of Thrones. There is a history of Westeros book out that's uh, not part of the series by George R. R. Martin, but more of just like an actual history book of Westeros. Really, it's like a Silmarillion yeah, type it's of like thing. It's like a separate published book where it just deals with literally the history what of is, everything. What does that entail? Have you have you read that or? Uh, I've, I've my friend has read it. I'm the one who got her to read it because uh-huh. I came across it. I haven't, I haven't read okay. it personally yet. But it's basically everything kind of you're asking. It okay. deals with the history. It gives you just the background. Okay. Of the whole world, like if you were taking a history class about the United States. It'd yeah. be the same thing, but for Westeros. Like I feel like there's something that George R. R. Martin could have written that uh, it's like way down in the like the, the their ancestors that I think that's what the, it is. Yeah. Like fucking the, the somebody in Tyrion's line, Jamie Jamie's line, that just paid off a shitload of debts and just kept doing it, kept doing it, and that well, they got that yeah. fucking reputation. I think that's in there. Yeah. Yeah, Brand the Builder, building right. the wall, oh, yeah, all, all that, that stuff. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Goes back. Nice. Okay. Um, moving on from that, uh, the next section, uh, Chaos is a Ladder. Littlefinger gives Brandon a Valyrian knife. Brandon Ugh. gives him back a verbal dagger. Nice note, Rakoff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then Mira Reed says goodbye. Weird ass Brand says thank you. <laughs> what? what? Talk about memory again. Why does he say thank you? I mean, what? Why was it so weird here? Well, she was just. Not- like emotional like she's saying goodbye and he's and, just cold and he's just like uh she's well, like you know are you gonna say anything and he's like thank you you know she's like he's not thank Brandon you. anymore thank he's you my brother Brandon. yeah she's like my brother fucking died for you and you're gonna say thank you like, right you know right I mean? right right you can't give me more than that um you know this isn't like a hallmark card that you're sending yeah. somebody for a wedding <laughs> gift you yeah know? yeah uh, yeah 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 they've yeah. been through a lot and he's no longer there and she realizes i think that what maddie just said you know that Brandon is not Brandon; he's something else now. He's like kind of like fully evolved. Find his he died form. in that cave. She says, "Yeah, right, yeah." So he's kind of like completely lost himself, huh? Okay. Well, I mean, he's he's he has a higher purpose now. I don't. I mean, he even says that he remembers who Brandon is, but he remembers so much more now. And it's like, can you imagine having all that knowledge? Like, does it really matter who you were then, knowing? If you can see the future in the past, like who the fuck cares who you were, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, I think that's like, 
I mean, it's cold. Don't get me wrong. That whole scene, I'm like, fuck, man, dude. Like, give her a fucking hug, dude. Like, calm the yeah. fuck down. Like, right. Come yeah. on. Right, right. I, I know you're some great magician, whatever the fuck your, like, three-eyed raven shit is, but you can hug. I mean, it's just a hug. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. But, like, and, but, like, I also get it. It's, like, it's kind of nice to see him. I, I like, I kind of hate and like the character now just because of the way he acts. Because he's so cold. Like, what's he going to do in the coming episodes in the last season you know like just you know like i don't know it's kind of it's i kind of got shivers when i saw that scene and then a scene later on i was like dude this guy is emotionless like who knows what the fuck this guy's gonna do and i was like this is kind of cool yeah but also give them a give that motherfucking girl a hug dude she pulled you out of that fucking shit i know that's all i gotta say about it i'm done um, I really love this scene actually. And then, yeah, that emotional turn, just kind of what Maddie was saying, just the thought of like the entire scope of time in and of itself. It's like Dr. Manhattan or something like he chose to, to care at times, you know, and seems like with what's coming ahead and now like just the grand scope of everything now, like that Daenerys is starting to believe Jon Snow and everything like overarching, like what are the visions that we don't get to see that Bran is seeing, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it happens to him. It only happens to him when he like wargs away. Right. Right. But yeah, the things he must have seen, he's probably seeing us, you know, that's kind of crazy. Seeing us way watching in the future. Yeah, seeing our the audience, the Westeros versions of ourselves way off in the future. And yeah, the audience, like, it's probably super meta for him. So having all that distraction, you know, it's like vision or something. It's just like, how much can you connect anymore? And he's still new to it. So maybe some of that compassion will start to, to reveal itself in the time and place or something, you know, like there's a lot more to him than, and he doesn't seem afraid of Littlefinger. No, so. no, no, not at all. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. And that, I mean, because over that mind, that's God. the whole, I mean, he's kind of the anti little finger. Um, yeah. Because little Weasley. Yeah. Like he, he operates in secrets and in the shadows and Bron, I mean, Bran has seen everything. You can't hide from him. You can't yeah. hide what your angle is. You can't hide what you've done. He actually can follow Littlefinger's advice, like expect all things all the time, all outcomes. He, Nothing is a surprise. Like he actually fucking he can do that. You saying yeah. that fucking jog my memory of that. Yeah. 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 Last episode, it, you, there was definitely a parallel there, and you know that's why he says chaos is a ladder because I think it was season one or two, uh, where he has his little monologue yes. where he says chaos is a ladder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it oh, definitely wow. was. It was, awesome. Yeah, it was definitely a warning to say like you can't can't play that game with me. Right. You know, sort of like and you and I guess that's the real question is what did what did Littlefinger want out of that? I mean, was it just his typical like Weasley that, way in? So that's I, what that's the first note I wrote actually. What are okay. you gonna say, Maddie? Oh, I was gonna pose a question, but I want to see what your question is. And if it's not the same of like I was gonna pose to you guys, then yeah. I'll ask it later after that's yours. Exactly. It's exactly what Rakoff just said. Uh, what what was Littlefinger's motive in giving him the knife? It's a good question. Um, I want to I want to ask this question to follow that up, so we can just kind of encompass it. Okay, sure. I think I think Littlefinger is on his last leg. I think he's playing every card he has in his book right now because he's seeing the Starks return home. He's you know later on you see in this episode how much they've progressed, how smarter, how much like they're not kids anymore. These they're adults now. 
Like you, like Brandon's the fucking three-eyed raven. Arya's a fucking badass assassin. Sansa's like stepping into the role of being like a new little finger and like seeing all the angles. And then, you know, John's just like a fucking badass leader who can fight. It's like, he doesn't like have a lot of like, it, like rewatching the series. He had all this momentum. Like he could bounce and shift the game sort of, you know? And he's I really, yeah. Yeah. And I don't really think he has anything now. He's like, he's outlived his purpose. And I think that's going to come into play. Like, at the, you know, I don't, I think the days of Littlefinger are numbered. And I was wondering what you guys thought because I was watching this and the two scenes he has, it just seems like he's like, man, I'm out of my depth. These kids are smart. Yeah. You know, I can't, they're not, the, they're not these young kids I can manipulate anymore. So he's either going to have to change his plan or it's like the end of days for Littlefinger is what I think. But I was wondering what you guys thought about it. To me, that whole thing was definitely checkmate for him because if we go back, that dagger was originally uh little fingers and he wanted off of Tyrion. so yeah i'm gonna make the assumption that that dagger was actually given to the guy to kill bran from little finger himself to create to start the war of the five kings and i think that was sort of checkmate because he hands it to bran and bran knows that he's the one who tried to kill him yeah and he calls him out on it so it's definitely i felt like that was it it was like his last attempt and it was like nope yeah wait it's little fingers last attempt to do what exactly to just get in the game you know to okay. get back in, yeah. in control of things because he's been out of control for a while now how does him giving sorry i i, I feel oh. like i'm slow how does he him giving the knife to this kid put him back in control what's his thought process there i think it's just nation factor yeah and sansa like, almost had you killed sansa's been shutting the door on him so he's like all right let me go to yeah. brandon let me try right. brandon if i can win over brandon the way i won over robin right you know maybe then i can sort of like take control of the north and all the momentum it has you know he's showing him how he's showing him how easily the pieces in the game are moved yeah you know there's like a, there's a there's a there's a the a grander lesson there i think um, it seems like lately Littlefinger's been dispensing his type of wisdom, but you can only take it like with a grain of salt because of how cunning he is. So that may be his ploy, some kind of confusion ploy or some kind of like, you know, the chaos is a ladder and everything like that. Um, you know, the one thing that Littlefinger has over them, they are getting smarter. They're getting better at what they do and they're being able to contend, but he still does have that bit of experience over them. And uh, he's been able to survive and stay under the radar of people's uh, murdering ways for a really long time, it seems. It seems like uh, uh, Bran is the, like, he's the scariest thing for Littlefinger. He oh, yeah, he's the scariest. unknown. He's the unknown, man. Like, you can't read that kid. That kid's fucking, like... <laughs> There's like no emotion on him. You never know what he's thinking. Like he's the scariest guy to Littlefinger. Is there? I mean, is there anything? I thought Littlefinger was like hoping that he'd kill himself with that knife or something. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. That was my my absolute first thought was that because I it seems like Littlefinger really wants this kid gone. Well, and yeah, <laughs> you think that? I mean, I actually let's say that for the theory section. Um, <laughs> that's uh, at the end of this. So, um, anybody else got anything else to say about this? Yeah, it's hard, 
it's hard to it's hard to say where where that might be going, especially since now Ar- Arya has it. Um, yeah, and then that that yeah. look that he had when he was looking down on her training, you know, there was two very different emotions going through Sansa and Littlefinger in that scene. Um, we'll get to it. And when he's looking there, it's like that his machinations are are might very well be, um, you know, just as powerful as John with his sword or Daenerys with their dragons. You know, he's like. He's one of those meta beings in this universe that you're just kind of like, what the fuck, you know? Right. He's like the most so, powerful. I, I, yeah, I've never missed. I've never uh, mistrusted a character more than than Littlefinger. <laughs> oh, for sure. So yeah. it's just like I, I don't even know where to begin. And so, like for me, it's like it remains to be seen. But that that dagger uh, is really important. Valerian. I don't know. It's gonna be cool. Anyway, you think we'll find anything uh, out as far as? Um... Bran warging in or seeing the scene of Littlefinger give the chaos as a ladder speech. I mean, did he even influence that speech? Make Littlefinger think it? I, I think it. I think it's more of a. Um, we just have to accept that Brandon knows everything. Okay. I don't, I don't think they're going to show us any more of that because when he goes into the tree towards the end of season six, yeah. and Mira's like, "Are you sure?" and he's like, "I have to." And he does it. I think that is the transfer of sort of like everything oh. there or, or, but just in that, like, I don't think they need to, I guess, like specifically show us anything at this point. Okay. Unless it's something we haven't seen. I don't think they would show us anything we've already seen. Unless I just wonder how edits. much Bran has been playing Littlefinger himself. Cause he, Littlefinger up to this point, We've been bringing this up every episode, actually. Like he's he's losing the ground, and yeah, he's kind of just in the way. Yeah, to be honest, like Maddie yeah. was saying, it's kind of like he's just sort of like desperate, and I almost do want him to just get out of the way because either make a move or get out of the way, right? Because he's getting annoying. Well, right. I want that direwolf budget, yo. Get Littlefinger <laughs> out of there. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> One less I could pay for. Okay, cool. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next point here. Um, Arya returns. Uh, fuck those guards. <laughs> that shit was uh, pretty funny. Um, one of the more comedic uh, parts of this episode. And then uh, Sansa, they, uh, Arya and Sonya have, Sansa have their reunion in the crypts. Um, Mike has written here uh, a little rough around the edges with these two. And could someone please give Sansa a proper fucking hug? She does. They do at the end. I'm watching the scene right now. Yeah. I mean, but I agree. Yes, please. Like you guys haven't seen each other and I get it though. It's like they haven't seen each other for fucking yeah. years. And they never like, really liked weird. each other to begin with. Like they always were at, uh, I mean, they're, they're it's just been so but, long. I can't even remember. Yeah. Season one, like, cause they're so different Sansa. And I'll reiterate this throughout the podcast with these two. Cause Sansa is like the, She's very proper. She's always done what she's told. Yeah. You know, and Arya's not. And she's always kind of resented Arya for that. You know, right. So, so it's weird when they come back. Like, it makes sense when Arya's like, oh, he left you in charge. That makes sense. You're the responsible one. You know, right. I make lists. I, I, honestly, I think they're kind of similar now. I mean, obviously, one of them has a skill set the other one doesn't have. But they're also very, like, they know what they want. They're going to go for it now. You know? Um, I and think that, they're probably more alike yeah. than they were in the first season, but they don't know it yet because they haven't seen each yeah. other. They haven't even discussed. Like they barely they talk about their dad and like what they've been through. They don't even tell their stories. That was you know? a nice moment. I think when they went to their dad, it sort of helped connect them 
in a way oh, that yeah. they weren't before. And um, I guess what I meant to, to say that they're different is that like Sansa's really good. Like she's walking around Winterfell talking about like wheat rations and, you know, uh, barrels of hay and things like that. Like she's, she's governing where yeah. Arya is, could never govern in the way that Sansa can. Right. No, I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think we see at the end of that, that segment of like what Arya's skill set is. And I don't think Arya's seen what Sansa's skill set is yet, you know? And I think there'll probably be a moment in another episode or the next season where Arya is probably going to see her sister, like, you know, be a good leader. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a mutual, like they're trying to figure each other out now. Cause like, you know, later on when they have their meeting with, Brandon, it's kind of like they don't like they don't really know each other anymore. You know, it's yeah. like, could you imagine not seeing your sibling for as long as these people have? Like, but definitely, you know? all, yeah, they're <laughs> like, all they're all sort of. And I think I might have wrote this. I don't know if it was the next segment, but they're getting acclimated with one another, the new people that they've become, uh, in a way to sort of like they're feeling each other out and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things Sansa says to Arya when they first meet in the crypts is she says, like, one of the first things, and it's so Sansa, it's so older sister, she says you shouldn't have run from the guards. It's like, fuck those oh, guys. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are they? <laughs> right. Right. You know, I didn't right. run. Hey, hey, yeah, I know when she says I didn't run, I was like, that motherfucker just strolled into the motherfucking crypts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Arya's a fucking badass. She's, oh. she's like, you need better guards. Girl. <laughs> yeah she's i think she's my favorite ultimately she's gonna be um but yeah it it was cool you know like this scene and but when they go to the tree in in a a bit um to talk to bran it's just like seeing how much they've both grown apart but how much they're still stark children and you know what they've learned uh talking about ned you know it's just like you see the things that their father was telling him the whole time before he died that seemed like going in one ear and out the other, it stuck with them, with all of them. Um, and and yeah, this meeting, just like, just seeing them to come together was like, you know, it's kind of like, not quite as intense, but it reminds me of like, you know, you come back from college or you come, you know, when I came back from Chicago after being gone for eight years, you know, like seeing where you stack up next to your siblings and like friends and stuff. And it was like yeah. seeing those turns of characters that growth um, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, as subtly as they, as they, they are placing it as well as they're doing it and the performances and everything is just like, Oh, it's such a treat, man. It's just like you it recalling is. the history of these, these kids. And I'm just like, damn, man, like this really is a brutal world that they live in, not just their story, but the world that they live in is so reflected through these characters that like in the, in my imagination brings the scope of it to light. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, when you say like brutal, it makes me think of uh, with Bran. It's definitely like as if someone comes back from like Vietnam with PTSD, and you're just like you want the you want that that person back, but that yeah. person's kind of gone in that way. Something's yeah, yeah. And it's like they've all done it. They've all gone to Vietnam per se. Yeah, and in their so, own. Yeah, in their own way. So now they're coming back, and they're all like fucked up and damaged. <laughs> you know like they're trying to not talk about it you know and it it is great it's a treat like you said i mean when that when they when she showed up because i i think we all theorized that she would just go to king's landing after that nymeria scene um which i still don't think it's nymeria by the way i think the creators might just say that to misdirect us (laughs) i still think it's i still think it's a uh, a pup but anyway 
I think we yeah. all were like, oh, she's going to King's Landing because yeah, she's not man. the same. And then yeah. she went to King's Landing. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, because I kind of was like on the fence, like on the fence about that, because I really think like they need the Starks need to regroup, you know, and I think they need to know where they are now to move on with, you know, whatever side they decide to take yep. things on their own which I don't really think they have the army to do it, but they do have a guy who can fucking warg into a fucking dragon. So, you know, it's like, the, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. But at, just seeing them together again is just awesome, man. Like yeah. the whole time I was just like, can we stay here forever? Let's just like go <laughs> talk, have dinner. Um, and, you know, I would really love to see like the old brand. I would have really loved to have seen the old brand and come out for a minute just yeah. to like see his sisters again. And, I think because he's said that he needs to learn more and like, you know, because I mean, he just became like the three eyed Raven and he needs to like focus on things. I hope that we do like Stefan was saying earlier, I hope we get a little more of like a little bit of Brandon back. I don't want the full Brandon back, you know, cause I think he has this other thing on his shoulders that he like has to deal with. And he is a three eyed Raven. So he has that responsibility, but I'd like to see a moment where, I don't know, just some like when John comes back or something, just, from the, like sitting down at the table, just being like, you know, just a look from him or something that's like, this is my family. You know, I think that'd be so great. Um, would be. But I, I love this meeting. I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Starks. I love them. I love them since like, you know, I read the first book and then I saw the first season and I was like, if they kill off all these motherfuckers in the first three seasons, I'm going to hate the show, you know? Cause it's like, that's the way it was going. It's like, you know, like everyone yeah. was dying off and I was like, John's not going to make it. Ari's going to die. Yeah, and it's just like, I, like I, I love them. I'll, I'll always root for the Starks, man. Like they're just the show. The show does ride or die with the Starks. It's always better. Like Stark-driven episodes are always better than non-Stark-driven episodes. I've noticed, at least yeah. for me. Yeah, oh, I yeah. I mean, I, th I, I think we're all fans of them. I mean, I'm sure there's some people like, oh, Starks suck. You know, I'm sure they're out there and they want to see more. I'm Got sure there's it. more like people who want to <laughs> see like Danny stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but man, it, for me, it's Starks all the way. Like, I like, honestly, you, you could have killed Danny off, and I'd be like, because it's about the Starks, y'all. Yeah, Starks and can so, thrive. For me, it's all yeah, about Littlefinger. So. <laughs> I like Littlefinger and Joffrey. Dude, I, 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 honestly, Joffrey, fuck Joffrey. God, how Joffrey. I forgot how much I hated that little. Fuck. I, bit, I forgot how much until I was rewatching it. Yeah, I, dude, that guy. Like, they don't have the thing I was noticing about this season so far. We don't have that character. I mean, we all hate Cersei done but we've hated her since the beginning yeah. like once she revealed her true colors we we don't have that one extra character it's like fuck you you little shit it's supposed to be your you own like it's moving so fast that it's almost like they, there's not enough time to even give us that with pales, him he pales in comparison to joffrey and then um ramsey's ramsey yeah. yeah. takes the fucking cake man fuck he that does. dude oh i just like i'm in the part now where ramsey starts showing up and i was like i don't know if i want to continue I hate that motherfucker so much. Oh man! But it's a great yeah. character, great written, great act. Like I love that actor. Uh, you guys haven't seen Misfits? Watch, watch Misfits. That shows great BBC show. But isn't he playing Hitler? I believe. I believe he's playing Hitler in something. He should coming up. Yeah, Young Hitler. I think he got casted as Hitler. Young Hitler. Well, I mean, like when he's an he artist, can do it. Yeah, I think so. Right, like, that fucking mind early off. on makes sense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that there, Mein Kampf. Okay. Um, if anybody's into Hitler, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had one question about this uh, before we move on here. Uh, Why did you write a little rough around the edges here, Mike? Oh, it was just sort of like, well, 
what everybody's actually been saying is where they're like getting acclimated. Okay. It's kind of like they're it's like two pieces trying to connect and they can't like two puzzles that are there's like a piece missing between like, them still. How much can I trust you even though we're related? But we all know what happens even though you're related in Game of Thrones, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's, I think more with like Sansa and Arya, it's kind of like they're both. Um, I think Stephen was saying it was kind of like when you come back and you size yourself up next to your siblings. Uh, I think it's yeah. kind of that. It's like, you know, because if you go back to the beginning, like Arya was always getting on like Sansa's nerves. So now it's like they're back and a little of that is still there. Right. Maybe as well as like they don't know who each other is. Like she's like talking about like her kill list. And, like Sansa laughs <laughs> like it's a fucking joke. And yeah. I'm just like, nope. It's fucking real. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I have a list I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like you said something kind of interesting about well you all did about um, the the fact that the characters have changed a lot and they should have after all the shit that's happened and we all know that George R. R. Martin is a fan of Tolkien and I think maybe he's drawing a parallel there as far as um, like the Frodo's never the same. Because he's the one that bore mm. the ring the whole time. It's interesting. I think there's. I don't think it's the whole point of Lord yeah. of the Rings, but I think that PTSD is kind of a huge part of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because I think certain portions of the book are based on World War One, and what he saw, what Tolkien actually saw in that war, yeah. and what his friends saw. Um, yeah. As far as I remember, anyway. The, and, those are also and, representative themes of like uh, sacrifice. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. They, it's. it's the knowledge of no, of what you have to give up in order to move forward and whatnot. Yeah. There's yeah. This show does is like heavily rooted in like consequence, even no matter what the decision, like there's always sort of like a, a cause and effect. Um, I mean, yeah, people die and then come back because yeah. they've made bad choices. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And sort of, that's actually interesting. You bring up um, Lord of the Rings. Cause that is a good point. I do see those parallels. One of the parallels that the uh, writers and creators of the show talked about in the um, like after the show special on HBO Go was um, when Arya came back. It was actually they said literally they said they it, they paralleled it and it was inspired from Odysseus coming back in the Odyssey. Oh right, yeah. and it's nobody good. recognized him right because he had changed so much. But he was like much older, you know. Arya again that changed cool. so much. Yeah, that yeah, was I mean, when I saw that on on the HBO thing. I the, I was thinking like, man. Humans just haven't changed in a long ass time, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. like we can still relate to people even in, the, in those times. Yep, to a certain degree, at least. At oh. least Massey Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, uh, moving on from there. Um, kind of like almost on the same point here. Um, Stark reunion at Weirwood Heart Tree. Yep. Weird ass brand gives Arya the Valerian knife. And uh, then uh, new identities getting acclimated with it. Okay, that's what yeah, we, we kinda, already covered that one. Yeah. Um, my question at this point here is, <clears throat> what will Arya do with that knife? What are your Kill thoughts on this? Kill motherfuckers all day long. Yeah, I think we saw it in the training session. She just can't yeah. wait to use a particular knife. I think it's a perfect thing. It's like her. when. Yeah, I think it's like when you like are playing a video game and you're like, man, I have this really cool sword. And then someone goes, you've upgraded to a dagger. And you're like, I'm going to fuck up so many people in this game now. <laughs> totally. I've been sitting there and I've been fucking grinding and grinding and I need a new weapon. And she got it. And Bran gave it to her because like, 
Brand can see everything. He knows that she's going to use this the best. And like, who knows what part she'll play with what he can see, but she's going to take out some white walkers for show. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Cannot wait. Yeah. You know, I'm also sad (laughs) because if I know anything about the show, I hate battle sequences because anything can fucking happen. (laughs) Yeah. So nervous later on in this episode. I was so I like, I didn't want to finish the episode guys. I, was like, Dude, I couldn't believe what it. I was watching. They're getting okay, hard to watch. Save it, save it, save it yeah, until yeah. we get there. Yeah. Got a little bit more before we get to that point. Uh, okay. But, oh, I, I love it. Oh, I yeah. love she has that little dagger on the side now. It's so great, man. I just it's like, oh my God. Upgrade. Yes. It is like a video game when you get a new item. Like she's, oh, yeah, <laughs> man. she's decked out now. But with that fucking dagger, hurts. though, you got to be fucking up close and personal with a fucking Fuck White Walker. But she, I mean, dude, like her. She's a quote unquote dancing instructor has taught her how to get yeah. close. You know, like yeah. she's got that skill set. She's her a dancing instructor. She's been trained. She's been trained by the fucking best. The best. The hound, Brienne, the fucking, what was the dude's name from the guy who first trained her to sword fight? Sirio Pharrell. Yeah, Sirio yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh guard. Faceless yeah. man. Yes, yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. And yeah, she's been trained. She's like yeah. the greatest fucking warrior who's ever lived. Dude, and not to mention, oh, she, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, okay. she spent time with uh, Tyrion Lannister as his yeah. cupbearer. Like, so she's oh, also shit. got his yeah. wisdom, dude. Oh yeah, right. Tywin. Sort of like she's the incredible. rawness. Yeah. And now she's right. gaining this confidence and this slyness, you know, in the way that Bran knows everything. She knows herself she, oh, through like, and through. She knows uh, herself as not herself. Good and point. She, her, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. She's she's like she's like rising to the top. Like she's next to Jon Snow at this point in terms of like being a warrior. And, uh, yeah, oh, hey, John. and she's an assassin hey, too. She may very well slink through most of this without being very much harmed. <laughs> she yeah. might see a lot of people go, but I don't know. I have the utmost faith in in Arya Stark. Oh yeah. It's going to be a sad day if they have to kill her off, I and mean, I hope it doesn't Never. happen. Never. Facebook I'll fucking stop. explode if yeah, they kill man. off Arya, man. Yeah. I was thinking during the show, I'm getting an Arya Stark tattoo. <laughs> like, she'll be like crouched down in the brush yeah. or something with, with needle. I That's want a replica needle yeah. sword. Oh, I definitely want God, that. Dude. Yeah, yes. She's my girl. Oh, man. I love it. I just, it's. <sighs> That's why I said, like, when they all come together, like, these people have different kind of skill skill sets now that they yeah. didn't have when they were children that they learned. Like, Arya's a fucking badass. Sansa's learned from Cersei, the greatest fucking manipulator. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, right. I mean, Sansa knows everything that Cersei will think to do. There's even an ep, like, you know, she might even say something to Jon, I think. I don't, like, because I've been watching so much Game of Thrones, it all kind of, like, meshes together at some point. <laughs> But, you know, like she can, she, I think she knows what Cersei will do. I think she just needs to have the opportunity to shine, like to take the lead on some big thing to be like, we need to do this because Cersei will do this. Yeah. You know, she, she's going to have knows. to defend. She's going to have to defend Winterfell before John gets back. That's for sure. Command, you know, I mean, that's they need to have that moment either if she su- succeeds or loses, you know, um, that's I mean, the, we don't want yeah. her to, but I mean, if she succeeds, that's going to put her, you know, we're all going to be like, God damn, Sansa, you made it. You graduated. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. And those men may end up following her more than John for whatever reason. Like it's, it's very uh, turbulent uh, times or, or thin. Ice, Aren't they know, always everybody's, with Aren't they like, always? You know, everybody's, yeah, exactly. But, but right now, you know, it's like, 
yeah, I mean, yeah, always, but things can always go one way or another. So like it, it could, you know, John being gone, how long is he going to be gone? You know, how long is that mining operation going to take? Right. And, I, yeah. and yeah. It's going to be I done do, next episode. You know how the season's going. It is moving fast. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, I do hope that that reunion, the John and Aria reunion is, is just like a nice, pleasant one behind the walls of Winterfell and not like some tragic where they run into each other in battle. It's like one of them dies. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That'd be so Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, hey, John, de- someone's dead. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, right. like that's happened Ooh. to both of them, those characters, the way John saw his girl die, the way Arya at the Red Wedding, you know. Yeah. So I just Even later in this nice episode, time. there was uh, kind of a tie like that um, with Tyrion and Jaime. We'll oh, right. Yeah. No, totally. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of those. Like, yeah. that's it's so it. crazy how you, you tend to find yourself on a certain side because of choices you've made and I, choices I think, you continue to make. Yeah, I think Arya and Jon need to meet on the battlefield. I don't think either one of them needs to die, but I think like it would be kind of nice, like you know. My emotions would be going like a wall, man. <laughs> oh, they'll fight yeah. side by side. I'd be side so emotional, sure. <laughs> dude. I'd love to see him take out like twenty, like thirty fucking dudes, man. Just like, oh, dude. I mean, I think that's the way they need to because like John, John gives her needle. John needs to see her use needle and like see who she's become. Like if they just have a meeting, True. it's like, oh hey, here's a hug. It's like, oh that's cool. I mean, we're all gonna like that scene. Don't get me wrong. We're all gonna be like, oh my god. They loved each other, oh, you know, but it's like to see them, like if she swoops in to save John at like a moment that like, we're like, oh shit, John's going down or something, or like Arya's defending Winterfell and John shows up to help him save the day. Like that's going to be the moment where we're going to be like, fuck yes, man, this is great. This was a great, you guys know how to write a fucking television show. Love it. Got all the feels. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's what I want for their meeting, you know, and I don't even know if I want it this season, maybe next season. Keep them apart for a little bit, you know, l- let them know that each other's still alive and things are well, but there needs to be a good climactic moment where they like see each other and then like a little nod and then just a badass fight scene in the episode. And you're like, God damn, they're badasses. <laughs> Family of badasses. Yep. Okay. Moving on to the next scene here, the Dragonstone Caves. John and Neris explore the children of the forest drawings and each other. He grabs her hand, guys, <laughs> holding the torch. That shit was hot. Hint, that hint, shit. hint, hint. Yeah, nah, things are heating up between them, too. Yeah. I think we know where it's going. Just got to check out that heart rate. He's talking about, He's talking about boobs. He's talking about boobs. He's like, man, let's just get together and, like, fuck shit up, you know? Like, together. Like, it's it's too easy, though, don't you think? Like, John and Daenerys, like, come on. I don't think John can love and, again, they might have they, Yeah. They might just have oh, to get married for sake of the kingdom or whatever. That's a possibility, but. I mean, two people, two know. adults in a cave alone with a, you know, candlelight. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. Both hot. Yeah, both hot. So, so I think yeah. I think that's the part of him that died, that left when he died. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't think he can love again. Like rewatching that, like their that whole love story with him and uh, yeah. Ingrid, is that how you say it? It was so it was it challenged his every comfort zone that you know that he had yeah. even after all the things that he's seen and done like that changed him and then was taken away from him. <laughs> That girl is more of a man than like John is at that point. You know, yeah. she's just like, "What are you staring at my ass?" You know, it's like all the stuff she's saying, like the shit a man would say. You know, 
and the, like I, that relationship's great and you can never beat it but you know i think we all want get together do what's do best for the enough with him though I, I mean, it's been a while since both of them have been with someone. I think they're doing so. it the right way. I think they're going subtle. Yeah. They're sort of, yeah. It's almost like they're gauging how we feel about this. You know, like... Yeah. Well, even yeah, like Sir, Sir Davos, what was his name? Bravos? Davos. Davos. He's, he even asked him, like, what do you think about it? And he's like, I don't have time for that. It's the first thing he said. Us. Which tells us a lot. Yeah. yeah. That he, he also, had, it has been occupying his mind. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, damn it, John, stop I ain't thinking. time for that. <laughs> He's Don't still fall. a dude. A chick in front of him. I mean, I get it for yeah. sure. I've noticed you staring at our tits. He also <laughs> Don't fall, <laughs> Don't like fall in love with the show. It's your downfall. He's getting fresh with uh, what's her name? Um, what's oh yeah, Marina. Marina. Oh, he likes her. Yeah, Sir oh, she's Oh a, yeah, uh, you know that's what's not to like. Yeah, he's like speaking of <laughs> tender hearts or some shit. <laughs> No, but yeah, he's I don't think he has there. a fucking chance, things. man. Even though fucking um that unsullied dude, Grey Worm. Doesn't yeah. have a dick. I think yeah. he's still got a fucking chance over. No, over no, she's in love, dude. No, 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 sure, no. no, no. She, she doesn't want anything to do with she's Davos. All about Davos, Davos. It's the old, it's the old kind time. man in the retirement home hitting on the hitting on the nurse, like totally. Like, what will come yeah. of that? Who Nothing. still goes out swing dancing Saturday night? <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get him wrong. Davos is pimp. He's a yeah. pimp. On your banner and all. He knows exactly he's what he's. Still he's got doing. a degree of classiness to him, I guess, but he's. He's yeah, the best. He has no chance. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, she's with a dude with literally say, no dick, and she chooses that guy. I mean, <laughs> come on. Hey, dude. Well, apparently, what he did with his tongue is enough. Mm-hmm. Don't judge <laughs> yeah. a man just because he ain't got no dick. Oh, come true. on now. I know. Everybody deserves love. I know. I mean, that's one of the best love stories in the fucking show. Um, in my opinion, I mean, anyway. That's not the first time we've heard we've seen women won over by what is done with the tongue, because. Oh. When John meets Ingrid, he also he's like, "Oh, I just wanted to kiss you there," and she's like, "She keeps bringing it up. She loved that shit, man." <laughs> the wildlings aren't doing that shit. That kind of lingus, boys. You gotta do it. You gotta master do that it. skill. You gotta do it. You care about somebody. What's the secret to a woman's heart? Why it's the clitoris, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, then what else we got here? So, uh, she also keeps wanting him to fucking bend the knee. Yeah. Uh, she will not let that shit go whatsoever. And in one episode, I want to address this and like an episode or two ago, I said, John's definitely not bending the knee. And then like, I, I, I listened to the episode midway through it. I'm like, you know what, John, it's going to definitely bend the knee because he needs to save his fucking people. Yeah. After I thought about it more. And, uh, that's what's gonna drive him and Sansa apart. Yeah, it's uh, there yeah, is there's Sorry. risk there's risk on both sides of it, and I actually noticed that this episode because it was like kind of like it wasn't. She calls him out on his pride, but at the same time, let's not forget the last time John did something courageous, he fucking died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like he, <laughs> he's playing it safe. Yeah, now. it's like if he he can't just make these decisions because like if he sides with Targaryens, he's gonna lose support in the North for sure. Yeah. They're gonna some of his support's gonna disappear. I don't know how much, but it's just something else to think about. Like John's got a lot on his plate. You don't think that they'll be like, well, these are fucking desperate times. We understand John's position at I mean, this point. Think about no? the, think, the the. Go ahead, Steve. I think it just comes down to Sansa at this point because she's she's in he's endowed her with this power, and she's good. She's gonna be really good at what she does. But her her she's she's looking for those moments where she can really 
shine, I think, or that's where her character is going to go, where she's commanding these people, you know, and then since John's gone, they'll feel abandoned, you know, and he'll be doing something. I could see him doing something out of a desperation in order to get this whole thing done, but I could see that causing a rift. And then that's, you know, that that's internally fighting in terms of the war too, because she, at this point she said she'd help him. Um, oh, I guess if he bends the knee, so I don't know. It'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards him actually bending the knee, but I didn't think about Sansa's reaction to all that, but it's just like, it's just John's major problem now is he just has to convince people that this fucking army exists, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is where like parliament started in the world where it's like coalition government shit. Like we don't have to, you know, like we don't need like uh one king in the seven kingdoms, you know, we can rule together, yeah. you know, side by side kind of deal. Like more council type of governing that's yeah, that's a bigger theory with Game of Thrones, but I want to say that I have a comment about that, but I'll save it for later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, my question here is: uh, Firstly, are they going to bang? Yes. <laughs> um, is that pretty much an inevitability at this point, guys? Dude, they're the last two Targaryens. Come on, it's the only way you keep the bloodline going. But they won't yeah. do it. I know you're kind of kidding, but they won't do it out of like pure. Like, let's keep the bloodlines pure. I don't think either of them. No, I don't think they, that, they right? would do it out of love. They're not Lannisters. Yeah. They can't they can't fall in love though, because if anyone falls in love in the show, they're fucking dead. True. True. But you can't help love <laughs> because boys. everyone was, like Maddie, that's yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just thinking on the last episode, like, when's the last time we had like real love in this show? Like between two people. It was like Rob and his chick, John and his chick. Yeah, dead. Den- Daenerys didn't. I don't think she really she loved died. that guy. Yeah, no, right. she didn't. I don't think she really. Well, she loved Drogo. Drogo dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, she experienced a lot of Stockholm syndrome with yeah. her rapist. Yeah, <laughs> right. She got, she got over pretty, that. Uh, she got over it. Yep. There's a yeah. It's like we. It's been so long since we actually had like a sort of like romantic sort of relationship between two people. I mean, so the only people who haven't died is. Uh, Cersei and uh, Jamie, which is weird to say the least, right? They're truly in yeah. love, yeah. but it's they, still their they brother are, and sister. But it's not like the same as yeah. like Rob and his girl when they die at the red wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, right. like, <laughs> like that like was like Disneyland love, right? But yeah, like rewatching the series, I was like, everyone who has like you see the on-screen romance, or I mean, even not. I mean, like Ned's dead, fucking, you know, his yeah. wife's dead. Yeah, um, I mean, anyone who's had any kind of great love in their life is dead. You know, or that the, the significant other has died. You know, um, I just like I was thinking about it and like how everyone wants them to get together. And it's just like, dude, if they do, that's going to like we got to know that one die. of them's going to die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if yep. it happens. Yeah. I mean, if they just fuck the fuck, then it's like, OK, we're good. We're good. Yeah. It's definitely it's got like sex. a Shakespearean thing tone to it. Almost like like you said, if they fall in love, we're going to lose one of them. But yeah, that's the yeah. whole time that scene was happening, which I didn't re- like. That scene is okay. I honestly didn't really need it. I was like, move the fuck on. Like we get like when he's explaining how like the cave drawings work. I was like, fuck, come on. Like, I was just like, uh, all right, come on, let's move this along. I understand you're trying to set up this love story, but let's. Uh, there's other things to discuss. Come on, let's go. All right. So I, I see them coming together more out of necessity than anything. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 I did have one more question okay, before we move on. Sorry. In the notes. And this is just for me, maybe. 
because maybe I just forgot, but what exactly is the connection between the Children of the Forest, that's their name? Yeah. And the White Walkers? Uh, the Children of the Forest originally were um, at war with the First Men, which is basically everybody in Westeros. And um, it was just sort of like, you know, imperialism coming in, taking out their land, you know. Uh, so basically, but they were like they were like pagans, huh? Because this is all based on European kind history. So maybe they're pagans before kind of like a tribalistic culture. Yeah, tri yeah, 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 exactly. Sort of like living off the land, and then but also like very mythological kind of beast like yes. like um, fawn like characters, you know? Uh, yeah, connected with the. Did they create the White Walkers or what? So that's that's what that's what I was getting at is um, basically to fight the first men to fight you know the imperialistic you know, uh, white man, um, they created the white walkers to help them. And, you know, they obviously killed men, but then they, you know, it sort of grew out oh, of their there. creation killed them as well. Yeah, exactly. So then okay. that's at that point is where you, they looked at the first man. They're like, you know what? Like, like, let's make a treaty. Let's fight these fuckers together. You okay. Know? So that's, yeah. a, that was the history of those two. Okay. I think they're trying to just draw some parallels with that, ancient battle with what's going on now like shit yeah. hasn't changed you know yeah i, get I mean it. not I that get it's it. super necessary but yeah i think it's that like, was kind I, of what they're trying to do i mean i've been paying attention y'all i know why we need you know i like <laughs> i understand <laughs> that it gets it. I, I, under, I understand why Part uh, of me thinks <laughs> why he needs to do it for danny but it's like i don't know like at the same time i'm like i know how credible john snow is like just believe him let's move on part of me thinks <laughs> i want more story <laughs> this is moving fast while watching the episode, while watching the episode, part of me was thinking like all those drawings looked like so primitive, but when it got to the White Walkers, it was like a little bit more polished, just because they're like, <laughs> yeah, just in there. And I was like, I was like, did he fucking spend like a half hour in that cave drawing White Walkers to be like, look, look, like you're your own home, you know? I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, where the fuck did they get the blue? Like, where did that blue come yeah, from? It's like they're a little more well defined, like and then an actual figure drawing, like a bit of an artist, you know, like. There's like so one you, dude in the clan that's tell? like I'm there's like one dude in the clan that's like I'm the artist and there's a dude off the side it's like I'm a little better. So that guy left and he kind of <laughs> yeah. just like those White Walker drawings seemed a little newer than the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Very suspect. No. Uh, I'm not bad at to make him look a little creepier. John John totally went in before Daenerys came and drew those fuckers. Like yeah. <laughs> look. That's gonna be someone's favorite. <laughs> he's probably, brooding, he's probably breathing one day, and he's just like, "How, how am I gonna I'm gonna get her to? to her. Am I gonna get her to believe me?" He's like, "Some drawings, <laughs> some drawings. See the ancient drawings here." <laughs> That'd be funny. Like in the next episode, he goes to Sir Davos. Is like, "Hey, I, I fucking drew those White Walker drawings. <laughs> I'm totally desperate as fuck, motherfucker. We need those. We need, we need the fucking uh, Dragonstone." Oh, John, I had no idea you were such a good artist. <laughs> and then after that, I it's like Danny's like, actually. he totally fucking drew that shit. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, fucking, I faked it. I faked it. It's like she can't see through his ploy. Come on. <laughs> the whole time he should have been like trying to wipe off his hands or something, or like rubbing his hands on his pants. <laughs> that would be should have been like, oh, so that's what white walkers look like, huh? I totally, a hundred percent, believe you now. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we got the uh, enough with the clever plans from Daenerys. She loses patience with Tyrion. John drops the king's wisdom, and uh, 
I had a couple questions here. Um, it seems like she's getting kind of contradictory advice where Olena is like, go by force, but then John offers up his advice, which is seems really good as well, where it's like, don't don't be don't be Cersei in a sense. Don't yeah. don't be this forceful uh, queen. Be something different and new. So yeah. so it's like she's getting all kinds of different advice. It's like who the fuck she gonna listen to? You know. Well, John, it's yeah. like so so she's like checking Tyrion basically, saying like your advice sucks. You know, like I don't tr really. It's almost like she's losing faith in him. She calls him out for sort of like not wanting to attack his family, and she she yields to John, and you know. I mean, think about if that was Littlefinger, what he would have done there to take right. take power. But John sides with Tyrion. He gives her the same advice Tyrion has given her. Right. Mm -hmm. so I thought that was cool. I thought, you know, see the wisdom. Wisdom yeah, is wisdom. Do you People think that? Each other. Do you think that Tyrion was right and she was wrong, and as far as like what she decides to do after that, or like I felt like that was a compromise. Uh huh. I felt oh, like yeah, that, totally yeah, yeah, because King's Landing was what she was talking about. Okay. Yeah, she's gonna and destroy the Red Keep and yeah. burn it to the fucking ground, man. Yeah, that's that's in King's Landing, and that's where citizens die. But they found the Lannister army on the field, uh, in the it, Reach, somewhere between Highgarden and King's Landing. And if she does that, it's gonna be mirrored of what Cersei just did by blowing up half of it. Totally. You know, like yeah. if she just comes there and lays waste with fucking dragon firing three fucking right. dragons. Yep. Who's gonna back that? You basically did what this person is that rules the yeah. King's Landing right now. Who's both terrible? Leaders. Yeah, both leaders you know? suck. It's like yeah, I mean, because basically what Danny ultimately ends up doing is that she goes in and takes out a small portion. You know, you know, it's the, no one gets hurt except for the army, basically, as far as we know, anyway. You know, which was I think is great. It's compromise. It's great. She needed to make a power move, and it's a fucking powerful move, guys. Like that shit right. was fucking dope. But we did get a like, hint that she's going to go off the rails soon in some way from the preview of the next episode. What do you mean by that? Go off the I rails? Forget, yeah. Uh, you know how there's the, there's the, there's like the little coming up next time on game of Thrones bit at the end. Yeah. But what, what, um, what specific? It was like, uh, somebody was saying, you know, like a big pot point is going to be like Tyrion, uh, trying to convince her to, to be more rational or something. Um, I forget exactly how they put it, but, um, listen to reason you're gonna have to find a way to get her to listen to reason i think is what the oh line yeah was. yeah that's what it's so she she might just go on a little bit of a rampage before she really sees I'm, i mean I, I will say like anytime she's still to this day uh anytime she's done it anytime she's just hopped on a dragon like it's worked it's that's never yeah. not worked to this day she this was is the first time that we've she was yeah, checking a little is... bit yeah no checking yeah. the armor 100 percent, which I mean, I feel like we should almost just like get to that because we we're all talking about the battle. Like, should we just go? I mean, I'll, that's okay. what we want to talk about. Let's get right? to the battle. Yeah. Let's get to the battle. But I only had one question before we get to that. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> fuck Theon. Yeah. Is is <laughs> Arya better than Brienne that's now? That's my yeah. question. Yes. So yeah. we're looking at Arya as like the best fucking fighter, other than Jon Snow, maybe. So I think that. Uh, to some extent, you have to give Brienne like a little bit, just because like you know she's holding back. She's not trying. Right. She doesn't. She doesn't want to. She's go not going hard. And Arya is the one who's got something to prove in this scene. But yeah. I think like honestly, like if they were going at it, I don't think Arya would lose. I oh, think no. Arya is a lot sneakier. 
Yeah. I think she well, I mean, rivals John. Brianne yeah. yeah. will the, fight the, dirty. The depth of her training. Dirty, but, like, I think that the kind of, like, training and the – especially with the fucking, like, sneaky shit that she learned probably with the mini-face god dude yeah. and all that. Well, she's got – Brian has a sense of honor. Yeah, right. She's a knight. So that might actually so, be, like, harder to fight right. with all that honor, right? When she fights somebody like Arya. I mean, Arya went at her with nothing, no armor on. I mean, she's going to be faster. You know, and I mean, her I, pretty much I hope that move. fight. That, yeah. Yeah, I hope that fight. And until she kicks her, that's when the time we're like, oh, yeah, fuck, Brian's not fucking around now. Yeah. But she did yeah, let her know. Arya, she did let her know. That. Yeah, she was holding back. But that get, if, you, if you said that they would ever fight each other, Arya knows her now. Like, I think Arya knows her moves. Yeah. Like, what she's capable red, of. Red and her, I don't yeah. think we've... I don't think Arya, like Brienne can read Arya at all. I think it was a lot of luck right, on Brienne's right, part right, to right. get through that fight. And a, probably a lot mm -hmm. of brute strength. I mean, she is taller. She is stronger than Arya. From a fight choreography perspective as well, it seemed like, and maybe this is on purpose, but whenever she's training Podrick and whenever she uh, kind of finally bests Arya, at least a little bit, it's with a kick move instead of a sword. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Maybe maybe people are just too focused on their own weapon and not on the, their whole body. I don't know. You want a you want a really good parallel for to me how that fight will go. Uh -huh. It's Viper in the Mountain. I think that's stylistically how that fight would play out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where yeah, she would like even there he got like knocked to the ground and had to get a new spear and in that fight. So I think to some extent, yeah, there would be a couple kicks and a couple like powerful moves from Brienne, but I think she would just be too fast. She'd be too fluid. Like her style is just so much more evolved than sort of Brienne's. Like Brienne kind of comes out of the old guard of yeah, fighting. She's old school style. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think that she would and Arya wouldn't taunt her like right. the way the Viper no. did the mountain. So I don't think Arya would lose. No, no. Right. Arya's like I mean if 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 Brienne becomes on her kill list, it's all serious. You know, like this was fun. They had a good time. Some some kicks were given. Yeah. You know, but generally, like at the end of that fight, there's smiles and there's like a nod yeah. and there's like you know, like I. It's the beginning of a you, of a duo, duo probably. Yeah, but well, that's yeah. the thing is yeah. we fail to think of the things that Brienne can pass on to Arya just because of experience and age, yeah. and you know right. there are probably things that Brienne saw in Arya, even though she was best in that. Like she's a ferocious little beast of a warrior now, but there's still things that maybe go overlooked because they haven't been experienced. And I think Agreed. that's where Brienne will come into, you know, really shine yeah. because she's a good teacher. And then like, like I said, the depth of Arya's training at this point kind of supersedes a lot of characters, you know? And so, Oh yeah, no, you know, she's, 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 you know, one thing we're going to get to next is like the reactions of this training thing, but like Littlefinger must be thinking like, like how can i employ this her abilities to my to my uh, whims or whatever Brandon. yeah yeah that, that whole... oh go yeah. ahead mike i was just gonna say like sansa's reaction i'm curious to see what you guys think about it because i was like i don't know when when it happened i was kind of like that's their old relationship where it's kind of jealous it's kind of like you know ladies totally. aren't supposed to do that like that's always been sansa like kind of like of course you know, she doesn't really approve. At least that's what I interpreted. You think she's still not approving of Arya being not, like that? Not in the way she used to, 
not in a way where it was just black and white, but in a way that she can't help but feel that way because that's who Sansa is. Sansa is always. You feel like she just can't respect a, a late, a Stark lady to become that way. I think more so just because she doesn't have those skills. It's, it's kind it's of like, like a jealousy type of thing. I think, I mean, how else, what did you guys think? Um, I, I think there might have been like I honestly don't know how to read that scene with her because I think it's a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of respect, and then a little bit of I need to watch my back. Because I, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, we want them all to be happy Starks, right? Like that's what we want, you know. But we all know Game of Thrones, man, and yeah. people, family members die, they kill each other. I mean, and it, yeah. I got a little bit of all kinds of reactions from her that wasn't necessarily like I mean, like it didn't look like it was like mm, that's my sister. Fuck all y'all. She's going to kill all y'all if y'all fuck with me. It was more like, I don't know how to think about who this person is that came into my life. It's really worrying her. Yeah. I that's that's what I got on, on Littlefinger watching that whole thing. She was watching it along with Littlefinger. I didn't yeah. even catch Sansa. Yeah. Yeah, I know she, she was doing it, but I was just like, what's Littlefinger going to do with this knowledge yeah. that these two are training? Like, he's there for a reason, right? Like, he he's going to yeah. somehow use that information for his own gain. I'm not really sure, but I think we're beyond. I go back with Maddie. I feel I feel like we're beyond him. Like I definitely felt like the point of that scene was was Sansa and Arya, and <sighs> actually a, I yeah. like what I like what you guys said. Like because there was like war, I could see worry. I could see like yeah. if I saw my little brother being that much of a badass, it's like man, like I don't want him going into battle and fighting White Walkers. Like that's my little brother. So maybe yeah. there's like a, a sense of that, like. So it's jealousy, but actually, yeah. ultimately, probably I think a, a sense of protection. A protection I, I think, reaction. I think there's a lot of fear, too, because it's so new. And the whole thing with the list and everything, like, it really struck Sansa as um, off-putting, it right. seemed like. Yeah. And, and it, could, it could come from that sense of jealousy that she's they're feeling or whatever, like a sisterly kind of, like, rivalry. Um, but also, I think... I think to her, it's 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 really stirring up some kind of like um, consequences in her mind. There's something we don't know that she's thinking, you know, and and for that for Littlefinger to give her that bit of advice about think of every possible situation, like yeah. good part point, of me, like, yeah. Part of me wonders, like you know, if that what kind of conflict they'll come into, you know, because Sansa, as much as like I really love her, I've always loved her. Well, not always, you know, when she was like a little brat. But now I like who she's grown into. I really love, but she's still so fragile. You know, she's still teetering the line of like, where could she go? She's still allowing Littlefinger to buzz in her ear. Um, you know, it's like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer kind of thing. But at the same time, like what bits of those seeds are manipulation and, and you know, who's yeah. better at mind games, you know? So. I, th I think we're going to need to see like a big emotional moment between those two to like really feel at ease. What it is. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and I, I think it's going to come with something Littlefinger might say, and this might be the undoing of Littlefinger, if trying to turn Sansa against Arya and then Arya realizing or Sansa realizing when something's about to go down, that it's like, wait, we're sisters. And you need that like moment for them to realize that this is the only family we have left. Yeah. Do we really yeah. want this guy who's been like tricking us and like who knows what else the fuck he's done? Because like we know they don't know everything. Brandon knows. Brandon knows everything yeah. that motherfucker's done. But like, is Brandon gonna step up and become Brandon for a second to let him know like 
you know, basically, in my opinion, Littlefinger killed Ned Stark, you know, and that's that's some fucked up shit, you know, like he helped that like whole plot go down. Um, yeah. So what, it's a lot thing, to think about like that. Go ahead, Stefan. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is is Sansa seeing both her younger siblings in a state of brokenness yeah. after coming from a mm-hmm. state of brokenness. Herself. So her, her, her faith could really be shook and shaken right now right um you know to her she's not as impressed with Arya's abilities as everybody else is she's more terrified terrified yeah Yeah, and it's and it's it's probably has it probably has something to do with her ability to press on or her ability to to rise to the occasion you know Mm -hmm. Um, i like that yeah yeah yeah. i think i think she's i think she's fully capable but i think at this point her confidence isn't where you know, like Bran doesn't need confidence because he's he's something else entirely. But Arya has this cockiness to her that comes with a lot of damage, and mm-hmm. and and Sansa doesn't have that cockiness. She just has the damage, and right yeah. now she's yeah. she's she's doing her best to hold on to, to was, her level of power at this point, I guess. And there was stress, like when she walked away, there was like a stressful thing yeah. about it, yeah. like almost like yeah. a motherly stressful, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, ten, yeah, I need definitely. to do this, you know? She is very much her mother, too, you know? Like, yeah. she's she's very... Like, the protector yeah. thing, I think you guys are both right about that, for sure. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's, and it's it's rocking her to her core because I think Arya has seen so much death, you know, that yeah. it could be in Sansa's mind, like, what are we fighting for if not for the lives of my younger siblings whom I was trying <laughs> to hope, you know, we're trying not for them to not be so fucked up, but it's just like... <laughs> We're all so fucked up now. We're also you know? like, this is uh, welcome to Psych 101, Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It makes you wonder about yourself, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, just talking about the jealousy thing. More, I mean, about the jealousy thing more is like, like we've seen Sansa's journey and like what she's been through as a woman throughout this, and like Arya's been through stuff, but she's kind of had the better deal, you know. Like Sansa had to deal with Ramses, Joffrey. Yeah, as much like, as fuck, as that's much like as... psychological bullshit, man. Yeah, she's man. dealing with yeah. it. Like Arya's gone through her own trials and tribulations. I'm not like saying it's yeah. any less, but to she's me, had great Sansa, protectors. Yeah. yeah, she's and she's yeah. been protected like, from the horrors that Sansa has experienced. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, the horrors yeah. of like a woman, yeah. like anything yeah. that a woman can go yeah. through. It's like like just when. Sorry, yeah. Not to cut you off, but like when the hound oh. knocks her out right before the red wedding, yeah. instead of going in, she's had that those people sort yeah. of preventing her from seeing that carnage. Yeah, she still she still does have that you know like it's it's like that young kid who's just a little too big for their britches. Like she's so powerful, but like it's like putting a power drill in a baby's hands or something, you know, a power mm-hmm. saw or something. It's just like yeah, they can hold it correctly, it. but any yeah. slip, you yeah. know, any you know, it's um um. Because I think Sansa looks down and sees Arya as this badass fighter now. And there's probably all this jealousy because, like, they don't know each other's stories. They don't know what they've been through. There's all this unknown to them. And, like, us as viewers, yeah. like, like yeah. I mean, look, you know, like, obviously, we were about to move on to, like, the baddest, the most badass scene in this fucking episode. And we stopped to talk about Sansa and Arya's, it's like, good. psyche it's behind it. Yeah. And it's, it's, great, it's great writing. It's great shit that you want to talk about. Yeah. And it's like there's so much in those looks. And I think the thing that helps them too is like actors is they're like best friends in real life. 
Yeah, you see and them on like Instagram. One day, they're they're buds. Yeah, like yeah, and like the, those looks that they give because like I've seen them be happy and partying together, and then it's like when you yeah. see them staring at him at this episode, like in the it, like that end of that scene when she like is looking at Arya fight Brienne, you're like, whoa what the fuck does this mean? You know, like yeah, it's a stop yeah. moment. And yeah, yeah. you know, like I was just, when you guys were talking about jealousy and stuff, it just made me think about like uh, Sansa with Ramses and like what she went through with that. And then yeah. kind of like going back to Theon and what he went through and like, yeah. you know, it's like that psychological like shit that ran, like Ramsey's a but great fucking Theon, villain. She thought that, she was going to lose her virginity yeah. to Tyrion. Oh yeah. 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 It, yeah. It was that whole deal? I mean, honestly, that would have been the better deal, right? That would have been the, you know? yeah, that was the <laughs> should have went yeah. with door number two. Yeah. <laughs> she did lose it to Ramsey but, though, right? Uh yeah. Well, yes. he basically exactly. her. Yeah. He raised her, right? Yeah. 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 I always I always liked um Sansa to uh Catelyn. I always go back to Catelyn as far as like when Brienne says that she has a woman's strength. Yeah, yeah that's I, th- I think that's wrong. exactly. Sorry to cut you off, but I think that's exactly what she fears that Arya doesn't have because of their two different paths. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think that with Sansa, I've been thinking about it more listening to you guys talk um, just now. But I feel like from Sansa's perspective, she's probably like, is like to Arya, she's like, is this all you have? This mm. this is your whole existence is fucking kill list. After this is done, what are you? You know, but that and that's and that's where the debate comes in because that's who Arya is. That's like, like she's never understood who Arya is, right? You know, in a right, way, right, like, right, right, right. She's never understood why would you want to like shoot arrows? You know, when mm-hmm. you, you can sort of like be a lady and be yeah. be a princess and a queen. But even if you go yes. down this road, if she even if she's like, okay, so you're not a lady. Even if she accepts that, I feel like she still can't wrap her head around. She can't really accept, I guess, this this fucking insane revenge that she like this desire for revenge, because it's it. I feel like Sansa doesn't want to be part of this war. I don't, you know, like. But I think yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know. She's just like, who who the fuck are you without I do this? Have, I you do know? have. You're to, nothing without this. Yeah. That's not a good thing. But yeah. I do have to give she you a rebuttal. Stream. Sorry, go ahead. I do have to give a rebuttal on that because. In a way, like Sansa was so adamant about where is Ramsay at the after the Battle of the Bastards, and she needed that. She needed to kill Ramsay. And mm-hmm. if you watch that scene again, just a great directorial thing. But like Sansa's, her face is half in the shadows and it's half in the light. Uh, so it it does reveal to us, I think, that they're telling us like Sansa does have this dark side uh-huh. that she does suppress. Do you know what I mean? Like she does try to act like that doesn't exist, and Arya has kind of embraced hers, and I think she thinks that that's the difference yeah, between them. Totally. You think maybe she's jealous that Arya doesn't have to hide it? Right. She doesn't give a shit about uh, like how she's portrayed yeah. she's by people. She's jealous that that she Arya doesn't follows, give a shit. Yeah, she just follows what's instinctually inside of her. Right. You know, versus Sansa, who always has tried to live up to these things. You know, like she's always been kind of like held back by those, but, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I love Arya. Just the more we talk about her. We have psychoanalyzed the shit out of this. Yes. It's great. It's one <laughs> 10 second scene. It's 10 second yeah. moment. <laughs> it was so good. Do you, do you think that maybe she thinks she's stooping beneath her royalty in some way or something? Yeah. I do like think that's that, a factor. Yeah. I've always oh, like felt like she's a slide on the family name. Like that's why John and Arya get that's a what bastard does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something that's, that a bastard would do. Yeah. Anyway. And I think even going back to like, uh, like, <laughs> Going back to like 
Arya and Ned's uh, interactions yeah. in the first season. Ned understands yeah. who Arya is and what she mm -hmm. needs. That's why he gets the quote unquote dancing instructor. Totally. Right. Like, yeah. The scenes are fucking great, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, uh, just like he gets all his daughters and what they need. Like he doesn't agree with Sansa, but he understands yeah. who Sansa is. And there's a moment when he's trying to pack them up and leave that she like does that whole thing where she's like, I'm in love with him and blah, blah, blah. And you oh, can man. see Meg kind of like, oh, oh man, God, yeah. so young. Like you got to get over this. It took but, like, me so long. Like, Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, like she's <laughs> it took me so long to forgive Sansa for that moment. Cause they could have made it out. Like Sansa yeah. sort of like held them up. She just the whole thing. Like, I mean, I know she's like obviously learned her lesson and she's grown and, and I do admire her now, but like early Sansa, fucking hated her yeah i didn't like her that oh, much yeah. either yeah. yeah she really she changed was awful. Me. yeah she i mean she, yeah she she had a she, hand in, in every some things that yeah. happened you know yeah she she looked but up anyway. to the, the lannisters she looked yeah. forward to their way of life you know she was all about it yeah but i was just like looking at it from like a family perspective like you you have like if you have a bigger family i've never had like a huge family but you know, definitely like I get along with my dad a little more than I get along with my mom. My dad loves horror movies. I love them. My mom doesn't, you know, and it's just like, I love that family dynamic. Like they get like John and Arya are obviously going to be the closer siblings, you know, because yeah. they connect. Yeah. Um, She's doing the I think most. Arya, Sorry. And, oh, I just want to say with like Arya now, I mean, with Sansa now, it's like if John comes back, John and Arya are going to be best buds. Sansa's gonna have what Brandon, yeah. who is like fucking checked out because he's on a higher plane. It's like she feels she's gonna feel alone, and I think maybe that's she's yeah. thinking about that as well. I don't and like. Goddamn, guys, have we gotten into this shit? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Diving one, deep. Yeah. One more God thing. Shit. One more thing. She she's really the only one that's upholding like the the um the like hierarchy of royalty she's really the only one who's like playing towards that where john dismisses it if he needs to and Arya could give a fuck and brands you know yeah i don't think I john really wants it you know ultimately i mean yeah. he i mean he yeah. was yeah. he was the he was the commander of the night's watch and we all saw what happened with that you know it's like you know i don't think he wants that responsibility it is um, but, yeah no and it is important though because if you look at ned like Ned understood that in a way, the same way Sansa does. Like, there's an importance, I guess, to it, like towards leading and things like that. Um, that John John actually resembles Ned a lot. I don't mean to say that, but like, I guess, like the taking on that duty. Maybe Sansa's the one to do it after all. You know. Yeah. Exactly. She's she's the one who's who's experienced it from so many different sides. You know, and she's yeah. And, you know, I, I just wonder if that's what's going through her mind with with her interaction with her siblings, because because it's so it's so fragile to see who's fighting for what exactly, because she knows how powerful they all are now. Yeah. You know, Fuck, that was good. so good. Yeah. That was yeah. such a good psychoanalysis. Guy. Yeah. One thing they're not is really un unified just yet. They're together, but they're not unified yet. Yeah, we're waiting on John. John's got to come back. Yeah. If anybody writes like the psychology of Game of Thrones, please cite Superhouse Podcast. Superhouse Podcast. Minute forty-seven, I think maybe. <laughs> hour and hour yeah, fifteen. Right? I don't know. Void ain't got shit on us. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we don't even want to get in that sexual shit, man. No, let's not go down that road. Take us oh, out, Bush. Take us out. All right. So <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go. We're gonna fast forward through a couple things here. Because it seems like that's where the conversation's headed. So uh, John uh, learns about the devotion of Daenerys, uh, devotion to Daenerys, and then Theon shows up with his shitty ass, 
And uh, basically, that's all that happens there. Then finally, we we've arrived, guys. Fucking Lannister's blindsided in the Reach. Randall Tarley keeps to his ruthless reputation. Flogging straddlers increases mobility. Um, then uh, fucking Bronn laughs at Dickon. Dickon. <laughs> and then uh, Dracarys, motherfucker. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm reading off of his notes here, of Rakoff's notes, but uh, lots to discuss here. Um, so start us off, uh, Rakoff. Uh, this... Yeah, this whole thing was fucking awesome. I actually, after the episode, I went and looked up the geography of it because I was so curious as to like where the fuck they were, like were they at uh, High Garden or whatnot. But so apparently, they're in the Reach, which is the region. Uh, it's the second biggest region be- besides the North in Westeros, and it's like a high sort of uh, morality and nobility, just for reference sake. But um, they had almost made it to King's Landing. They're at this river called the Blackwater Reach or Blackwater Pass. I can't remember. But um, so they're right outside King's Landing. And actually when Tarly comes up, he tells them they got the gold inside. So if anybody's wondering if Daenerys got that gold, she did not. It made it to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the attack happens. And fuck, was that awesome. Just the whole yeah, thing yeah. was awesome. Yeah. That shot that the, that showed the dragon just scorching a fucking there's one shot in particular where just scorching the whole fucking battalion or whatever yeah, yeah. just it's just complete decimation that scene was dude I, I i think i like this more than battle of the bastards honestly i i just like the fuck that the dragon showed up and we actually see what the fuck they can do against a whole army because oh. this george R. R. martin has been giving us blue balls for fucking seven seasons basically <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get it. Yeah. And I think even that, this is just even a taste of, for what's to come, I think. I think we're going to see even bigger shit as far as what the dragons will do. This, yeah. Yeah, this battle was dope. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to give Battle of the Bastards points for is it didn't confuse me. I knew who the fuck I was rooting for, and that counts for something. I feel like the whole time I'm rooting for the side, and desperately, like I desperately wanted Ramsey to be unseated in the north. Versus right. now, I'm kind of like so fucking anxious because it's like, oh, Bron, don't kill the dragon. Oh, Drogon, don't kill Bron. You know, like yeah. I'm rooting and, and for two sides and one fighting his brother, essentially. Tyrion is going against his brother. Yeah. His too. army is going to trying to kill his own brother. You so that's, fucking that's idiot. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Right. That, that, that was fucking amazing. And um, anyway, yeah. Um, what do you guys think, uh, uh, Maddie? Um, I mean, this fucking, this fucking end battle scene was just fucking amazing. Um, I just like, okay, um, so I was, when uh, Jamie tells Bronn to go get on the weapon, I was like, oh my God, this is it, man. We've talked about it. A dragon's yes. fucking going down. Yes. It's fucking, and I was like, it's fucking Drogon. Like this, no, not Drogon. Like, come the fuck on, really? And he shoots, <laughs> that, first, he shoots that first arrow, and I was like, yeah. fuck, and so this is what I thought would have been great to happen. I mean, I love the way things played out because you got to see, like, I mean, we all know dragons can be killed. Like, fuck, man. Like, this is the first three dragons in, like, fucking forever. So, yeah, you can kill them. But I think, like, you know, having, like, we needed to see the weakness and, like, for Daenerys to to know that, like, her dragons could be harmed by something. Like, she needs to know that as a battle strategist, you know, and Tyrion needs to see that as well so they can 
plan better instead of just swooping in with these dragons. But what I've loved would have loved to seen, and I love Braun. I mean, I think I talked about my love for him earlier on in the episode. <laughs> but I would have loved to seen you're like they're focused on this one dragon. Where are the other two? One of the other ones comes in and just burns that motherfucker down, and that's how Braun dies. I would have been like, holy fuck. Yeah. I Dude, definitely like, I didn't we even think Bron. about those other dragons. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought so too. I thought he was going to die. And I was like, I mean, and then I thought, I was like, fuck, maybe Braun's going to take out this dragon and become like the, the only do like one person to take out a fucking dragon. And then I, as soon as I had that thought, I was like, he can't do that. Like Braun's a fucking badass and I love him, but like, that's a bit much. That's like putting you on a fucking pedestal, dude. Like, you I, know, <laughs> I thought the dragon was getting, I thought Drogon was getting it right through through the mouth like when he opened his mouth oh, yeah yeah the way they I were mean, cutting it the yeah. editor cut it it was like this shit better not go down the pipe and fucking just kill drogon like battle one or but, debilitate yeah the, i mean the ability to, to blow flames yeah that too i mean either way like i think like it's yeah. not it's it's not like uh, uh decided as to the damage like i mean he got she couldn't get the arrow out i mean he might not he might be down like that's one flight landed you know, like he might not be ready for the next battle. Um, I mean, they left a lot of things open at the end. Um, but uh, quick, just tidbit uh, for the middle: um, the pitcher Thor for the New York Mets uh, was actually in this episode, and he was the one. Don't know if you guys remember, but when the um, the Thraki are charging and they first uh, break the wall, besides the drag, right after the dragon does, somebody throws a spear through the heart of uh one of the riders okay and mm-hmm. he gets knocked off his horse but that was the that was the pitcher thor noah Syndergaard from the mets okay then <laughs> throw it yeah just a little tidbit i loved how the dothraki fought so differently i i mean i i guess they're based on like genghis khan's fucking like that they're fucking like the historical basis is genghis mongols. khan's army i would assume yeah the mongols so that's what i was thinking anyway i don't know if that's true or not but the, the them standing on horses and shit and just being yeah. a little bit more um for lack Who's of a better word tribalistic yeah, yeah, yeah tribalistic yeah. than yeah. this fucking royal army Grim the lannisters warfare. like the fucking tip top cream of the crop yeah they still can't hold a candle with these dothraki warriors he so says before it. the dragon came in just seeing that that, knew they that were difference beat. in yeah. their fighting styles yeah. i really appreciated that i thought that was that really one soldier good. said it to the Tyrion, and he's just like your people can't fight yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they're just getting massacred. Which Tyrion can understand Dothraki, but he can't speak it. Is it that that's what's going on there? Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's a thing. Understanding yeah. a language, and not really able to speak it. Yeah. Um, and also in this scene, I thought that fucking Braun was going to straight up die going for that gold. Yeah, um, it yeah, seems yeah, like he just ditched problem. it. A lot I thought of Ron and Jamie were gone. I thought this was it. I was like, any theories you had about like the way the books were going and shit? I was like, right. Daenerys yeah. is gonna kill every motherfucker. Right. Nah, I thought. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, it was you. You got a lot of Bronn in this episode without him saying much. You know, you got a lot, a little bit about a, a lot about his motivations and stuff early on in the episode. It kind of rounded itself out. You know, it's like what Maddie was saying earlier there's a good chance that he could, he could, he's skirting the line on, on his loyalties, you know, because of what he's promised or what he thinks he deserves. Um, and, you know, Jamie just being like, go fucking fire the arrow. He was like, you do it. 
And then, you know, like he has to be like, no, go fucking do it. You know? Oh well, yeah. And he's like, I only like, have one hand. I can't shoot. Yeah. He does it. Cause, and I think it's, I th- yeah, I think his, you know, his loyalties are only going to go so far because he's essentially just a mercenary. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he, um, but he's such a badass when he does get on that gun and he like kicks the, kicks the fucking yeah. trailer open and shit. And he's just like cranking it and loading it up. It was so tense. And, you know, he misses yeah. the first shot. Uh, giving uh, Daenerys a warning of she's like, Oh shit, what the fuck? Where'd they get this? You know? And, and, and then for him to just do it so quickly and just being Johnny on the spot throughout this entire scene up until the end. Um, Which is incredible. Yeah. And there was definitely a moment just to kick it back to Bush. Uh, what you brought up earlier about how he's like loving Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. If, if yeah. you go to the Hobbit, how like the first arrows that they shoot hit the belly and they just bounce off. Right. But it's yeah. like the black arrow. Uh-huh. Do you know, they needed to shoot that black arrow. Like right. that's sort of like in the Hobbit where mm-hmm. it was like, they needed the metal arrow to, to hurt yeah. him. Okay. You know, there's definitely mm-hmm. a parallel there as well. I didn't even I fucking notice that shit. Yeah. I just want to say when Braun, that Dothraki uh, soldier is riding towards Braun and he throws that knife at him and the Dothraki sh- soldier hits yeah. it. And I was like, holy fuck, this is going to be great. Yeah. And he cuts scrambled. Leg. Yeah. I was like, he's- this is the weakest I've ever seen Braun in an episode, I think. Like, yeah. he's usually pretty, like, I mean, I'm watching it now. I just wanted to rewatch it while we were talking about it. And he's like scrambling, dude. He's yeah. like, he, he I thought it. this was the end of Braun because it's the first time we've seen him. Yeah. You know, like, what a better way to go. Like, I mean, if I wanted death, like, I mean, to be remembered, why not get burned up by a dragon, you know? I mean, <laughs> there are worse ways to die, you know? Yeah. I think he, I think he's, well, first of all, he's definitely MVP of the fucking battle. He did fucking everything. Yeah. Like, yeah he you did, named yeah, he did, uh, it. He was only guy to hit the dragon. And including saving fucking Jamie at the end and diving right. out of the water. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was all close calls, too. Like, he yeah. was experienced a lot of close calls, really yeah, anxious. He, so, well, I mean, what do you guys think? So they leave us off. Bron saves Jamie. Uh, they they both sink into the lake. Um, Jamie's I mean, drowning. Yeah. He's got all that armor. Yeah, they're on. both driving. I mean, obviously, you know, he's not dead. They wouldn't. That that's not the way he's gonna die. But what do you think happens next? They pull him out. They take these guys prisoner. Oh, I hope so. Mm. Maybe um, they. I mean, I think now. I think the thing right now is like, I mean, you just had a blast of fucking dragon fire. So like, I think Braun might be a little dazed in the water. Like, I mean, they didn't get hit with it, but like that after, you know, like it's I'm pretty I'm close. Sure yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think Jamie's drowning right now because he has like a fucking metal hand and yeah. he has armor on. Yeah. Braun doesn't have armor, armor on in this episode, or if he does, it's very like, it's like a, you know, like a, God damn, I can't think of it. Like the meshy kind of armor. Like chain he might mail. have under chainmail, he might have that on under, but he doesn't have a full set of armor. So Jamie is just, uh, from what I gather, is he's just fucking sinking right now, and he yeah. realizes because when you see him looking up, like as that episode ends, it's like holy fuck, dude, he's drowning right now, and he knows it. And the just and like honestly, who the fuck's gonna pull him out? The Dothraki hate water, so it's not like they're gonna send yeah. the Dothraki in to pull him out. Even I think, the, got, I think they've gotten away in some regard. How big is that lake? Dude, well, that's what I was river. thinking too. Because like, I think it, it's a river. Yeah. To just a river. To yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think they've gotten away uh, pretty. There's so much chaos going on in that moment. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I don't, I don't think so. One, I mean, one theory I do, I do have with this is that perhaps, um, just pretending that this is going to happen. I think that uh, one possibility is they capture Jamie and Bron. And it becomes this sort of another sort of wedge between Daenerys and Tyrion. But ultimately, 
it turns into some sort of like uh hostage situation where they they uh send messages to Cersei and they say, you know, relinquish the throne, stand down, you know, we'll say we'll give you back Jamie. Um, and obviously she's gonna say no, um, oh, because she loves Jamie nothing more. Right. It's sort of like a perfect moment for Jamie to see this bitch does not care about you more than herself. Um that seems the most likely to me. Now yeah. that you say that, I don't even know how they could go do anything else in that. But I guess we'll be fucking surprised. Well, yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, I've been wrong a hundred times before. So with the show, the whole thing, like the whole thing, like watching it now, it's like Tyrion is like watching this from afar. So yeah. he sees his brother. He's gonna see, like, he's gonna go check to see if his brother got burnt up. Yeah. You know, and I think they'll notice like someone like probably Danny's probably gonna notice that like he got saved. Maybe not. I mean, Stephen could be right. They could get away. I just, oh God, if they do, it's just gonna be like, they Mike, I want your like, I want your fucking theory to be right, man. Like, I think that would be great. I'd love to see that rift, like, yeah. you know, and it would give us Bron like sort of switching sides, like you said, like it makes sense because like this whole fighting for the Lannister things hasn't quite worked out for him the yeah. way he thought it would. Um, but then Stephen's point makes sense. I mean, it is a river they could get washed out. Um, who knows? I mean. We'll yeah. see. I just, I just think their their relationship is still uh, those two characters. That their relationship is the only thing that really made it out of that battle. Yeah. yeah. No. Agreed. Everybody else got <laughs> burned. And which, and with the tension that's mounting with for Braun, you know, like Jamie's not really taking him seriously about his gripes at all. Um, yeah. So I mean, it could be just as easy as he sells Jamie to them or something. Dude, he um, turned on Tyrion. I mean, not in a way but, that we hate yeah. him for, but he did. So he'll definitely turn on Jamie yeah. if the price is yeah. right. Yeah. Let's talk but it does it does make sense if they, you know, the tensions continually mounting if they're yeah. if they're captured, you know, which is also a good a good, good and way to go. Another thing we got to see was uh with Tyrion and Jamie. Not sure what it meant, but we got a connection of they're both looking at, you know, people burning alive and they're thinking sort of the same thing. Like, what the fuck is this for? You know, they yeah. both each had a moment like that. So yeah. I'm wondering where that will bring us. I love that moment when the dragon hit those soldiers and then when it flies away and the draft of its own wings pulls the flames away, you just see the, the, the ash. The- the ash oh, the, the Pompeii, dude, you know, yeah, that shit. Yeah, those fucking, ash bodies were fucking dude. dope, dude. That whole sequence was just pure fucking special effects art, man. It was amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. So My favorite good. moment is uh, I love like um, in war movies when you see like the day soldier just kind of walking, and there's a moment where a guy's on fire and he's just like just walking normal, like he yeah. doesn't have any idea. And I love shit like that because it's like shell shock, like what the fuck's happening? I noticed. And I that thought it was like such a real moment, and I was like, God, that's fucking dope that like someone put that in there. Yeah. Because you know you never know how you're gonna react to a situation like that, and that guy just being on fire and just like not running or screaming, just be like, he's just so out of it, he doesn't even know what the fuck's going on, and he's fucking on fire. It's great, man. I loved it. We covered this in the nerd news section like a month or so ago in the uh, regular Superhouse podcast where we said that they uh, broke the world record for most dudes on fire for a TV show or or movie. Oh, yeah. It was either for this or maybe it's for another one, but it's probably this season. Yeah, it is this season. So we're going to see a lot yeah, more I think it's Dragon this, Fire. Yeah. I think it's this one episode. I think it's been confirmed that this is the most people that have ever been set on fire on anything. It makes sense. Yeah. And just a side note, I did love this. Um, I love the region. I love just this new region we're seeing a battle take place mm-hmm. in. 
you know, with the river and sort of like the the. It was very Badlands, like Utah. Yeah. In yeah. West. Exactly. Yeah, it was new. It was new. We haven't seen it. Same way, like when we saw that sea battle, it was kind of like, oh, this is new. Um, they're doing a lot of new things. They're doing a lot of new scenes with characters that I really like too. Yeah. Just, like just even seeing like not to go back in anything, but like Bran and um, Littlefinger. Like that was just cool. You never saw right. those two people talk before. You right. get to see him. And the same thing with the battle. You get to see this new battle, new land. It's pretty dope. Right. Well, I think that's the thing that's great about like this show coming to an end. I mean, as much as we hate it, some of these characters finally get to meet. And it's, you know, it's great when they do, you know, because like wherever they are in their lives or if they've met each other. Like, I mean, I think we all talked about when John meets Tyrion again. It's such a great scene because we didn't yeah. see them since the first yeah, season. That was an awesome and, scene. And, you know, I, I think that's what's so great about like this season. I'm sure season eight will be the same way, even though it's probably going to be a fucking lot of, a lot of White Walker shit. But it's going to be a yeah. lot of people meeting for the first time. Like Sam's going to meet. I'm sure Sam's going to meet John's family. You know, he's going to meet other Starks and that'll be great. Like to see their like rapport. I mean, we all, I mean, well, I love Sam in every episode, so can't wait for him to meet Arya, you know, yeah. um, oh, but, shit. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, to go back to this, this episode, I, that part where uh, Tyrion is looking at Jamie, he's like, you don't charge you fool. And yeah, Jamie's yeah. like, gotta be the fucking Kingslayer. Like, why doesn't he, the whole time I was seeing that he's like, he wants to be a fucking dragon slayer. Like, can you yeah. imagine? He's the Kingslayer and a fucking dragon. Like, oh, he wants it so bad. So was he and then, was, even Bron was, was warning he, him against that. Yeah, Sorry. Was he trying yeah. to kill the dragon? No, he's he going to for Daenerys. Daenerys. No, I think yeah. he's trying to kill Daenerys, but if he can okay. get both. I mean, like, obviously, he's trying to kill whatever he can, but, right. you know, I mean, it's just like. Trying to de- yeah, like, and then, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of saw like a, a desperately trying to end the war kind of thing. He's always been like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of like. Like he defended the Red Wedding because it was kind of like, oh, like he sees things like his dad sees him. Like, what's the difference between killing 10,000 people on the battlefield versus 12 people at dinner? You know, he also stabbed the Mad right. King in the back, too. True that. Is, yeah. He killed, so whatever like needs to be done it. to end the war in a way. But I don't know. Um, yeah. I think I it's know. kind of a death wish. I, the more I think oh, about sure. it, I've watched it like. Yeah. A, because yeah. it's like you can't wait. Because that dragon's not going to see you. So you think it's a yeah. glory hear thing? You? Yeah. Like he wants think, the glory of it. I, mean, I don't think he's comfortable maybe, in his position right he's now at all. He did, yeah. I mean, he did have he had some ups and some downs on the battlefield, but he's definitely limited. We know that. Like he's not. Yeah. He's never going to return to a full blown soldier again. Yeah. yeah. Even Bronn was sounding like, why does it got to be you who's out here fighting? Like, you know. Yeah, you're not an infantry man. You're the commander. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know it's Game I of Thrones. Yeah. I know it's Game of Thrones, but I, I didn't really expect Jamie to die even during that charge scene just because it seems like his arc and his. It's too If pivotal. he does yeah. die, it would have to be very much Cersei related. Yeah. So. Um, you know, but then again, I, even while watching it, while watching him charge, I was like, well, he could die at his game of Thrones, but I thought if anything, it know, was, I was more worried about Daenerys and, and Drogon at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. 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 Like it was kind of like, I'm with you on that. Like I, I never thought and to this point where he's drowning in, in the river. I know for a fact, hundred percent, he's not dead. Like, no, yeah, that's no, not no, how he no, dies. No. Um, I mean, I'd love like, it though. 
Yeah, no, drown. it's great. Like, fucking King Slayer drowned to death. It'd be so good. It'd be such a game over. Couldn't get that the would be <laughs> Yeah, couldn't get his armor off. They just pull him out and he's fucking dead. Fucking blue. Um, I think the reason I wanted it to happen because I feel like everyone's theory is that he's going to kill Cersei. And I yeah. love the fact that like every time we sit here and theorize about shit, Game of Thrones is like, nah, <laughs> you know, Not for the happening. most part. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just I want all these people to be like, wait, like the thing I love about Game of Thrones is I never know what's going to happen. And as much as I watch the show and we all theorize like this character is going to die, this will happen. It's just like, we don't know. Like these guys are just fucking, they're fucking with us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, and I, I think if history I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah. if I think if history serves as correct, um, I think that Cersei's just going to be a bitch and she's going to, you know, it's going to be a second run of you got captured again. The uh-huh. same way she was not very sympathetic to when he got captured the first time. And if he gets captured again, you know, I don't think it's going to go well. That's my theory. No, because I mean, if she has to like move forces to overtake, like, I mean, how the fuck are you going to get past? They barely got out of one dragon. How is, if they take him back to Dragonstone, like how the fuck are they going to get past three fucking dragons? Yeah. You know, they injured one, but obviously he still could breathe fire and he can still yeah. fly because he landed. It's not like he's fucking out of the game. He needs the hill, of course, but yeah, there's two other like a minor equally, hit, ultimately. I'm curious to see. I am yeah, that's yeah. another thing I'm wondering is like how how bad is it gonna be? Is he gonna need to take a lot of time off? Yeah. You know, or is he gonna be ready to go? Um Well, I think the thing is is we've only seen Drogon do most of the damage and like anytime like it's, watching rewatching yeah. it it's it's always drogon who is killing people who's catching people on fire and it's like we've never really seen the other two dragons do anything so i mean they i mean they're smaller but that's yeah. still dragon fire dude that fucking think, burns people to fucking ash i think the last time we saw them do damage was in uh what the warlock in the house of the undying was the last time. um oh yeah yes. they they all did breathe fire on them the little yeah. spitballs but yeah, other than that true. you're right like it's it's always been jargon which maybe maybe so, they'll get one of the other ones to john maybe john will get one that'd they, be cool then uh john riding a fucking dragon oh my god dude in the, yeah, definitely in the um next episode scenes there is a shot of one of the dragons roaring right at john i think it's jargon so yeah oh shit. relationships are evolving yeah, amazing. I wonder if like John pulls the spear out or something. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, because Daenerys couldn't oh, get it out. Would be oh, yeah, that'd be a good that moment for them. Yeah, a little, little bonding moment. Like, I'll take this out of you. Yeah, yeah. This kind but, of brings you know, us I don't know. I like into the next segment. Actually, uh, theories oh. for the next episode. I sort of gave mine. Mm. Which is what again? The Jamie Jamie being kidnapped and then being the, the sort of uh, turning point for him and Cersei, where Cersei won't relinquish anything. She won't do anything to get him back. I think yeah. I, I'm going to have to agree with that one. I, I, I don't even know how else it could play out other than that. I think we get some White Walker action next episode too. Yeah. There's some words. So. Yeah. About the East Watch. And maybe yeah, some so. Sam and Jorah shit will come back or no? Well, Jorah well, left. Oh, Jorah's left. Well, so, so we might get a Jorah reunion by now. Okay. Jorah goes to uh, Khaleesi. Yeah, maybe tr- the traveling oh, pace. Oh, yeah. yeah. I healed myself, bitch. Yeah, because he left two episodes ago. So I'm sure John got the Dragonstone in an episode. What's she yeah. going to do if, after he comes back? 
What do you gonna, think she's gonna do? Like, oh shit! I well, she's not gonna, gonna die. She's not gonna fuck him or anything. I know that. They'll just yeah. She'll they'll she'll have a nice embrace. No, he'll take his seat where he was, which was her one of her counselors. No, oh, okay. Tyrion. Right. I think the more interesting thing would be him and Tyrion because Tyrion kind of didn't have his back. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it, during that that little battle scene. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Oh, like, but then how he came back. Done? I don't know. I hate to say anyway, that, but anybody else have any theories? <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm gassed out. <laughs> yeah, I burned my load on on Arian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we, we went way longer than expected on that one. Yeah, uh, Maddie or Stefan? Um, not really. For sake of brevity, yeah, brevity. <laughs> Maddie? Yeah. yeah, I can't really think of I, I mean, I kind of agree with Mike with, uh, you know, uh, Braun and uh, Jamie. Maybe Braun gets away and tries to save Jamie or something is the only other thing I can think of since at the end of that scene, he does, he is kind of a little more, he's not sinking because he does try to swim away, I think, a little bit. Yeah. So, um, he doesn't have you know, that, too. I, I definitely am interested to see where Drogon is because can he fly back? Or, you know, are they going to be like, on land having him walk back oh my god um, you know i think it's going to be definitely interesting to see like the after effects of this battle especially after drogon's been hit you know like we'll we'll the thing is is i'm wondering is because he's like like drogon and the other dragons are as a uh, danny has dragon's blood in her so they are immediately drawn to her and like who she is so is she going to try to get Dothraki to try to pull the spear out and he won't let him? It smells different, but he, you know, I don't know. Animals are weird, you know, like yeah, you know, certain dogs, like you have to warm up to them and stuff. And this is a fucking dragon, dude. This is not a fucking dog, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just wondering where Drogon will be at this point, kind of like Mike was saying. Um, definitely interested to see what White Walker action happens. I feel like we haven't really seen him too much. You know, like it's time for a big move from them. Um, because they are coming, and I feel like every time we've seen them in previous seasons, it's like it feels like they're so far away but so close at the same time. Because it's like I don't know, because like it's hard to tell like where a lot of this stuff's going on in the world, which has been the whole show, right? Like, yeah, Winter they've been marching for fucking ever. Yeah, you know? like how big is the North? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's like it's gonna be interesting because if they do make it to there and there is a, another battle scene, because I feel like you know they're ramping up, man. Like. It's yeah. either going to be this episode is either going to be about like taking prisoner. The next episode will be about like taking prisoners and then this other event with the White Walkers going on. But are we going to see that or is that going to be the episode after this, after the yeah. next Sunday? So I'm interested in that because um, that because the thing right now is all our theories are based sort of on Cersei, Danny, John, Sansa, Arya, but we're not really talking about White Walkers. We haven't seen them. We don't really know what they're up to. So that's going to throw a whole other dynamic into our theory section and like what could be. I'm wondering you know, if, cause if like, Daenerys doesn't just bail on, on the whole King's Landing thing. Cause like, and this is just based off of how many episodes we have left. I mean, cause that battle would have to happen very soon if we're going to yeah. also go to the North and fight that one. And it just seems like maybe she's working more towards giving up on that one and fighting with John in the North. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, at this point, because I mean, like, if Drogon has to rest for another war, at King's Landing, and then they got to fight White Walker, like, it's man, it's it's 
I don't know. I don't know. So much. So much to think about all the time with this show. Yeah. I try not to think about it during the week a lot until it like gets closer to Sunday. But around Saturday, I, like the brain starts working, yeah. and then Sunday, I'm like, it's like chill church. It out. It's like church. This and Rick and Morty. It is the new religion. It's like I can't wait for church. One thing I do want to say before I go is I feel really bad for Dickon. This is his second battle, and he had to fucking face dragons. Holy shit! And both those guys were giving him shit about being in battles. It's just like I was like, damn, that poor. That Jamie gives him when he saves his life was was amazing, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That uh, just on an acting from an acting standpoint, um, that actor that plays Jamie, he was just like that look was so good, man. Like yeah. I really bought it. Yeah. 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 He's so good. The Dude, next yeah. section and the last. So, sorry, Maddie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Okay, the last one. You can only say you, you don't have this. This doesn't have to be a very drawn out thing, but um, the the last section is entitled "Who Gonna Die." <laughs> So who do you think is dying in the very next episode? My money's on um, maybe even Littlefinger because he doesn't have much left to do. Littlefinger or Theon? I mean, Theon for sure. That's going to be my pick. I, I mean, fuck Theon. I hope Theon. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Theon, man. I think he needs to like get that. I think he needs to save his sister. I think it's in his character arc. You know, he needs yeah. to do that. He needs to be, he needs to redeem himself for what he did. Um, I'm going to go with Littlefinger because I don't really, he's honestly just wasted space. And, uh, you know, if we can get rid of him and get more budget for dire wolves, I'm totally game. Kill him off. <laughs> All about the dire wolves. Kill off Littlefinger. If I can get, nope. if I can get a little more dire wolf action. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Dick on. He's going to die next oh, episode. He's so expendable though, right? But yeah. Hey, I, I mean, it's hard to think about who else. It's yeah. hard to see anybody else. Cause yeah. nothing's been you know set up. Padre, anybody Padre's gotta go, man. Maybe Melisandre. Or maybe maybe Tormund, Eastwatch. I could see Tormund, yeah. Yeah, up at yeah. Eastwatch, maybe that. Yeah. I mean, oh, not Tormund, oh. don't say it. Oh my God, don't say I mean, it. The reason, I said, the reason I said Dickon is if Dickon and his dad live, uh, I could easily see Cersei like punishing uh, Tarly for losing that battle and losing Jamie by like killing his son. I could see her doing some fucked up shit like okay. that. Okay. Oh yeah, but, that's true. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not sure what battle's coming. That's I don't even know what battle's coming. I mean, this one we kind of saw. We saw a retaliation, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if we're getting a White Walkers battle or not. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I mean, God, after you said Tormund, I was like, no. Yeah, maybe we. Know, he's it. gonna have some White Walker action happen, he's and gotta, he very well could die. And he's still got to make babies you know, with mean, Bran first before he dies. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see about that. I mean, he's gonna go out fighting like a fucking champ, though, and it'll be a fucking Fuck badass. Yeah. Scene oh yeah, he's sure. like, yeah, one, easily one of the most likable people on the show. I mean, I, you know, I the more like I think Littlefinger will probably stay around. I think a lot of John's uh, wildling crew will probably uh, die, and John will get word of it, and that'll be like John being like, "I left them," or you know, having his John brooding moments because he like <laughs> lets more people die and shit that he should have been on top of. And he's probably going to be upset with Danny because he had to go through all this bullshit just to get the dragon glass. It would force him to leave. You know? It would create a, like a pivot in the story for him yeah. to get back up North. Yeah. And then he can meet Arya. Oh, damn. God Can't damn wait. the show. Can't wait. God damn. God damn. Yeah. 
this episode was really like I was clapping and jumping in my seat and shit. Whooping and hollering. I was whooping. I was so nervous, man. So nervous. The one uh, Brian had the weapon. I was like, no, don't do it. I know. I know you Game of Thrones yeah. writers. I know what you love to do. Hurt me. You hurt me. You hurt me. You break my heart. You do it over and over again. And I keep on coming back for more. <sighs> oh, man. All right, I think we reached the end of this shit. So, um, <laughs> great job, everyone! Great job, we, we dove deep tonight. Dove deep. Um, going? So, final word, sentence, one sentence. Everybody, go. Rake off. Fuck you, Theon. Maddie. Oh, god damn! I don't even know, man. <laughs> so <Stephen>. so intense. <laughs> Arya is. My girl. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn's all I gotta say. All right, everybody, check you later. <laughs> all right. Bye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we're that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have uh, a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dumb. about for maybe an hour or more who knows how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> That's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. What? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>